пошли. Все вместе. Какие ваши доказательства? Кокаином. some members take it away binder we yeah, canceled them yeah. all yeah unfortunately <laughs> mike and rebecca have left the show uh, it's another week of us losing more members now i mean i don't know where rebecca is um but mike right now is uh getting his christmas surf on off the sunny beaches of oregon uh <laughs> oh, yeah. so i mean i don't <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I think he called us right before, and he was like, "Hey, I'm just catching some waves, dude." Yeah, it was a great time. <laughs> Get that nar nar. Right, uh, I'm 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 here, but barely. I'm I'm feeling sick. If you caught me in the majority part earlier, I'd said how that was my first stream of the week because I was sick all week. No, no. And I was feeling better earlier today. I just saw a tag on your arm. Are you at the hospital? Are you okay? Me? No, no, no. This, uh, this is a, a theme park tag from like something <laughs> that I never took off. Yeah. Like, you were at the hospital getting thing. an IV or something. No, 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 no. Just to I come on at, this show. That's how dedicated you are. I was at Adventureland <laughs> in uh, Farmingdale, Long Island in July of 2023. Um, <laughs> this Wait, is that's the, been on uh, your the, wrist the, the whole time? I'm, so, I'm confused. Yeah, it's been on my wrist the whole time. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. yeah. No. I swear. Why? I, uh, the, yeah, I, I, I keep them for I keep them on for as long as possible. Oh, the pre the previous years thing? the previous years one when I took my kids the previous year, I had that one on for the whole year. But why? Didn't it smell? Yeah, it smell. It's, it's plastic. But it wears down eventually, and then nah. your your body juices get on that shit. Nah, it's, I mean I I showered and I shower with it on, and it just stays. On. You claim you do. You also is say it, you never a, shower, so. Is it a good luck? Thing? I, I do shower. Is, is, it, is, just is not it a spiritual thing? No, I just leave it on. Yeah. Just because it's. You that's know, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Took my kids to the theme park. It's a good way to remember I mean, that, it every yeah, single day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I used to do that for a little while after music festivals, just to be like, that was a lot of fun. Well, I have like a stamp on my hand for a bit, but, you know, yeah. if it washed off, I'm not going to. My my kid my my son he started doing the same thing and leaving his on, but then they had him um, they made him uh, take it off when he started playing sports because you can't have any mm. any any 
a, whatever it's called, uh, not jewelry, because Lair? that's in, like any like like yeah. So, I mean, jewelry like, is in, in 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 is part of it, but there's a word that encapsulates everything. <laughs> they could like catch on something, or that's probably what the word. Yes, about, so. yes. <clears throat> that makes sense. Well, this is the last stream before the uh, the Christmas break. Which is just a week, Thank I you, guess. Tony Rizzo. You can't wear any accessories. That's the, accessories, the word was yeah. accessories. Oh, yes. Yes, last. Uh, I think we're all just spent. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Christmas. I love Christmas. If, if you caught. Oh, last, last, last uh, show, it was me and Mike doing super chats. And we were. People were saying, asking us what our favorite Christmas songs were. And we were singing Christmas songs. We were in a grand old time. And then all of a sudden, I was booted from the show and I couldn't oh. get back on because oh, the power out. when we were streaming last Thursday night, New York City underwent a like one second power outage, but it like everything went dark for a split second. Everything went back on, but my internet was like went down and it took a while for it to reset. And by the time I got back on, maybe like 15 minutes later, Mike had already concluded the episode. So I, I wonder if people thought over uh, the past well, week, maybe, did Matt, what happened to Matt? Did he just disappear? Did he just die? Did he vanish? Did, did you expect Mike to just sing Christmas songs for the next 20 minutes until you got back on? I expect <laughs> I would have done the same for him. <laughs> you would have, because you would be on anyways. But you know, the I rest of us. You know, I here nonstop for 20 minutes going, simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Oh, yeah. That that's me. It's one of the uh, one of the greats right there, <laughs> the great Christmas songs, Paul McCartney. I should uh, also uh, know that we have a actual journalist uh, coming on today uh, from the Daily Beast. Robert Silverman is going to be joining. Why'd you us. make us work today, Lance? We could have had just a chill <laughs> show, but we got to have a real person on to actually I have a real conversation. I honestly thought you called him a, a journalist, and I was like, what I is did. That? That's that's how the quartering was pronounced as journalist. He says journalist. Yeah, so it sticks <laughs> oh, in my head really? all the time. Yeah, okay. he's like this journalist. Yeah, I don't watch him too much. He never, he never rose to the level of importance on my radar that others have. He always uh, seemed like, like bottom of the barrel, like you, like, like a YouTube drama person who decided to try to be a right winger, uh, a yeah. right wing influencer. Yeah, I know very little he's, about he him. He's trash. He's he's definitely trash. And I got no I time for YouTube, you. YouTube drama people. <laughs> so instead, we're going to talk about Tim Pool. <laughs> he is not a YouTube drama person. I mean, you could say he takes part. He's a propagandist, is what he is. Drama. Oh, he does. He, he's got a he's got a separate channel, Binder. You got to check it out. He's got a, a pop culture channel that just it never took off like the other two Tim Cast channels. Probably because he's not a host. Oh, of I know of it game. with that blonde girl, right? Who's always on? Yeah. The, um, he who's always on that really big like uh, show that gets a panel of women and just likes like harasses them over like the most misogynist questions possible oh i didn't know about that part it's called like lore. whatever or something uh, okay is that the one hosted by a white dude is that the same one wow a, a, an online talk show hosted by a white dude you really <laughs> oh that, that one <laughs> <laughs> first of its yes, kind not the one i can think of yeah <laughs> I do have three uh, topics today. I, I haven't really prepped previously for the past like two months, but I, I did some work today. <laughs> so, I got I got so many topics. I'm, I'm we can good. touch on lay, one lay of on them me. right now if you want. Um, sure. This is more. This is so. Let me start with this because I'm curious what, how where you guys sit on this. This week, Donald uh -oh. Trump uh, 
was, at least for now, because we got away from the Supreme Court, was uh, banned from the ballot in Colorado. And this will apply to the primary I as did of January 5th. everything right, again. and they removed me from the Colorado ballot. <laughs> <laughs> now, I think this makes perfect sense because he did an insurrection. <laughs> so I got no issue with taking him off the ballot. But there are fucking some people who... David Dole, fucking shit lib, I knew it. Exactly. There are some people, <laughs> and I'm not talking like Randall's, Randall's online, like Ben Burgess, for example, he, he wrote a piece in Jacobin that this is a bad idea that Trump should not be taken off the ballot because he thinks it's it, it could be politically damaging. And he I don't, he doesn't... I'm not going to go through his old piece, but I did read it, but it was like, whatever, I don't agree with him. He, he, he at least made like arguments, <laughs> unlike some people who are just like, no, we, we can't do this because the right is going to hate us. And it's like, <laughs> I don't think they really care. They're not going to all of a sudden, you know, accept Donald Trump losing the election. Uh, because he's on the ballot, they're gonna, you know, freak out oh, regardless. My, but if you're asking my opinion on it, my my viewpoint yes. is that uh, I I think anyone trying to call this out is doing so probably with the foreknowledge that it's going to be struck down. It's it's just going to go to the Supreme Court and get struck down. So I guess anything you're doing right now is the kind of posture that you care more about a principle. I guess like take a principled stance that like he should still be allowed to run and even if we disagree with what he does that supersedes the fact that we have direct proof that he was involved in the insurrection or something like I think that's the because I think most people understand that it's not actually going to you know prevent him from being on the Colorado ballot I personally have no problem with it uh him being removed from the Colorado ballot um I don't he lost Colorado by 13 points by the way so this isn't like a massive win and I think if you are someone who wants to see Donald Trump lose he's he's still looking a lot better than he should be in large part due to the fact that Joe Biden has decided that you know I'm going to side with some pretty horrific policies right now um so I mean there's there's been there's been um situations every uh, feelings like almost every um election presidential election year where there's a primary where a major candidate it's happened to democrats too a major candidate is left off of a state's primary ballot so i mean the idea that trump is left off of a single state's ballot is not like the end of the world and the idea that um this would cost him anything i mean i think that the sorry the the hope is though that the hope is though that this again if this does stand which I mean, to be there's got to be a quick turnaround, right, for this to because that it has to be decided by the fifth, or he's going to be off the ballot. Like there has to be a reversal of this decision by the beginning of January. But the the idea is if if this if this is successful in Colorado, then other states may follow. Because it might be too late for them though by that time. I, it depends on the dates of the states. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean. Uh, Trump Trump is going to win by so much in every state that I don't think he I think he could afford to just not even be on the ballot in a few states and it'll be fine for him. <laughs> just as a writing I mean, candidate, are you being serious? Yeah. What? If, if he's, he's off, I mean, just oh, as a I writing mean, candidate, if he's off in the primary though, he's off in the general. So like we're talking about like I'm sure some of these states matter. No, no, if he if he wins the Republican primary, he's still on the uh, he's still on the general election ballot in Colorado. No. That's not my understanding. No, Chad is saying maybe maybe, maybe I, I don't. I don't know why. Why would he be if he's not allowed on the primary ballot because of the insurrection clause? Why would he be allowed on the general election ballot? I'm pretty sure he gets kicked off both. Ah, so that's where it matters, obviously. 
Yeah. Because even like the articles I was reading, they were discussing how this wouldn't matter in the general because he's not going to win Colorado in the general anyways. But again, the the implication being that, or the the worry for Trump being that it may apply to other states if it's successful in Colorado. Because um, I, I just I just find it weird anyone like defending Trump here. Like who, <laughs> you can say, hey, it's yeah. not gonna, it may not be successful, but to like to argue for Trump, like. It's, you know, unless you're flipping out about there being an age restriction on running for president or being a naturally, you know, a natural born citizen, why would this be the one thing that animates you? That he commit? No, he 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 committed insurrection. He must be on the ballot. Like it's it's weird to me that there well, are I, people I, I, that so, are really vocal about this who are no, see, the, claiming the, they're the not ruling, Trump supporters. Yeah, but well, I just the want to ruling, say it's a devil's the advocate ruling, that. The the position this, this, would this be your... that he didn't actually participate in the insurrection. I think that's that's probably the argument being put in the other direction, that he didn't directly storm the Capitol. You know, he didn't directly. No, know, but he. That, but there is no. Place... Yeah, but there is no charge of insurrection. Anyways, it's it's everything right. around. Like it's there is no. Anyways, the, the the actual the actual like law dictates that you don't even have to be convicted of insurrection right to you, actually you can be aid. taken off you the can, you can you can aid in the insurrection which yes i, I would I argue hate, I, I even though i still think it's a failed coup more than yeah i hate to say it in fact that that's a lie i love to say it but i'm i'm correct uh according to new york times <laughs> the ruling directs the colorado secretary of state to exclude mr trump's name from the state's republican primary ballot it does not address the general election then none of this matters, anyways. <laughs> well, I mean, never did. I, I still say. Say. none of this really matters. Like, tell, okay, wait, we, should, big, we should talk like, about why this so, is, so. then Colorado is, doesn't decide can. who's on the general election. Uh, that doesn't make any you sense. Can. I don't. I don't think. No, oh, no. Everything just for oh, Bender froze. I thought the, everyone froze. Yeah, the disease got him. <laughs> is there um, another blackout? The in power here? went out again. Oh, here he's back. Oh wait, was that you guys too? Because it went out for me. No, just you were frozen. Oh, oh, damn. All right, everyone went out. You're mid-sentence. But that's how I understood it, and and that's what it is. And that's because my understanding was states have the ability to control that part of it. Like, that's why, like, over the years, like, I remember there was an elect uh, in in 2008, there was uh, an important state that Obama was left off of. And... um, In a primary? I I I don't think it was something specific like this where, like, you know... He was ruled that he couldn't by the Supreme Court, but there was some sort of technicality where technicality where he couldn't be on the ballot, and that's because states could decide these things, but I don't think they could decide who goes on the general election ballot. Um, but I Michigan. will say this: right. there's there's Michigan. a reason uh, that I do think there's some good news in but this they story, do decide and that, that is what Vivek did. What Vivek did is very funny to me, and I hope more people follow suit. I, I hope a whole bunch of like you know eighth place losers. I think he's he's polling at like four percent right now in Colorado. Uh, take the pledge because he's doing this whole thing where he's like, I demand my fellow candidates take the pledge to not be on the ballot in Colorado. And I was like, sure. I mean, <laughs> you were gonna win, so that, I didn't you all even, do you. Uh, I've ignored him now completely. He's not important anymore. <laughs> no. I didn't know he's still like talking. I mean, the only people I saw going apeshit about this were Republicans who were Trump supporters. And my understanding of this was they were trying to make a big deal out of it when it wasn't a big deal because they want to continue this this narrative that Trump is some sort of, um, you know, super uh, 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 politician 
who like just the deep state wants to keep away from taking power so we can make everything so wonderful again. And this perfect, this, this perfectly, you know, uh, flows into that sort of deep state trying to take Trump down QAnon narrative. Oh, the Colorado, these Colorado unelected officials, uh, they took Trump off the ballot. But if you actually read it, like it, it's just the primary and that doesn't matter for him. Like, again, if it goes further for the general election, then that would be an issue for him, I, I, I think, because that would be a problem. But for just the, the state primary, he's fine. States can, decide who's allowed on the ballot, though. In, uh, yeah. It, on, for, for, the the, for the general, don't they? I don't think so. But then why I, are... They have no choice in that. They have no choice in that. That's not But a, then why are, like, for example, the Green Party isn't on the ballot in every state. Why is that the case if this is not state by state? Maybe it has to do with the party themselves not registering or something. I don't think you have to register each individual candidate. I don't know. This is weird to me. It's just weird to be, for the state to be like, he can't be on the ballot in the primary, but the general, okay, whatever. Insurrection, who cares? <laughs> it's just it's like, that's the more important election is the general election. Whatever. The, the bigger issue here is just that you got two pieces of shit running for president that are both uh, <laughs> the leaders in each of their party right now. And it's everything looks like crap. It looks really bad as things stand. Hi, Rebecca. <laughs> 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 Hi, David. How are you? Good. We were just talking about Trump getting off the, uh, at least for now, the Colorado ballot and uh, that whole thing. Well, I yeah, can't so believe you guys have been doing your report. Matt's freezing again. Yep, Matt's he's freezing. That's twice. He can't even trip feds. anymore. This is the so cool. I'm back. are watching. Trump's You're back now. Watching. You're back we ain't hear things you said. <laughs> All right. Uh, when, when did this ruling come down again about the uh, Colorado uh Yesterday? No. Yeah, Rebecca, Tuesday. Yeah, Rebecca, you have to speak. Yesterday. About the, the Trump. Oh, okay, you already cut up. I think it was like um yesterday, the day before yesterday. It could have been yesterday. The days are doing the most. I don't know. But oh, okay. it was like one of these that time of year. days. And so, yeah, um, I, with that whole thing, I, you know, I was so excited when I seen the headline because headlines are so gravitating, right? So um, I was so excited. And then I read through it and I'm like, smoke. OK, you know what I mean? It's a lot of smoke and we know how this gets. You're going to take it. It's going to be where we're, we're going to see Donald Trump still running. It's going to be that whole thing. Um, I think this actually gives him because you know how his um, his base, his constituents, people who follow him, his clan, um, how they are. It's more so like they'll see this as like. Hey, Donald Trump is going through this. Yes, his Klansmith. Hey, Donald Trump was going through this, and look, look what happened. Because he's supposed to be president. Nothing yeah. can hold him down. That's what I he's, said. He's yeah. basically untouchable. He is Donald Trump. And so, Trump. like, uh, they'll, they'll say, if you remember, they tried to put dirt on his name. And the evangelicals, right, how Ben says evangelicals, um, what they'll do is say God is going to do what he's going to do. And so if we see this happen, it's because it's God's will. And so we'll see a lot of that come out because I think this is a lot of smoke. Um, uh, we've seen 
Donald Trump, who should have never been able to run in the first place um, because of his history, because he's broken a lot of laws. And, you know, if we're going by law, he shouldn't be running for president. He shouldn't be allowed. And but can't you you run for president from like prison? Like, didn't socialists have to do that in early American political history? Like, I think you're still allowed if you're a convict to be the president. But it's like other things, treason. All these other things I feel like he's been associated Uh, with. I just feel like he should not be able. He shouldn't have even. Eugene Debs, right. You're right, uh, uh, Lance. Eugene Debs. He socialist, ran from prison for president in, I think it was 1912. So there's loopholes, right? Especially for white men. There's loopholes, right? And But what, what we'll see here with Donald Trump, though, is these people... People who are seated, our representatives, are going to push for him for whatever reason they believe. And I know they don't believe that, but because it suits their audience, um, it helps raise up the rights, um, you know, reputation and being conservative. Uh, If we look at it, he doesn't even really fit the conservative bill, but they don't want to ever be wrong. They don't ever want to lose. And Donald Trump does something for them. And what we're going to see is like, just because the headline said that it was breaking news, it was cute. But if you really read through it, it's a lot of fluff. And I believe Donald Trump will still continue um, to be able to run. And we'll see him um, as we get closer to the, to the campaigns and stuff. I think criminals should be able to run for president. Yeah. Honestly, I do. I think I think anyone should be able to run for president. Honestly, I don't, I don't know. I think it's I pretty fucking uh, weird. It's pretty fucking weird to me that there's a higher standard to work at McDonald's than be the president. So okay. I think, talk about it, David. I, I disagree. About it. No, I, I think anyone should be able to run for president. Um, I think the problem is these fucking lunatics win. Some, there should be some. Uh, you know, for example, if you tried to previously steal the presidency, I think that should be a disqualifying thing. But I think like he did. Well, that. there we go. That's the thing <laughs> he did. No, that's what I'm talking yeah, about. So, but I think if you're like in jail so for skull, like, then. if you like, if you like, uh, you know, robbed a bank or something, you'd be able to run for president. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> Dealt some drugs, run for president. Hell yeah. Yeah. No, I've heard uh, Yeah. You know, obviously, my personal opinion de- depends on the situation, the person, what they did, and all that. Because there are people in jail who don't deserve to be there, right? Obviously. But it's just like, it's just generally that there is this, this, you can be a complete piece of shit and become president. But you can't get a job at like the store. Down Talk the about it, baby, because that's exactly what it, like, <laughs> it just, makes no sense. Maybe this is because I'm like an outsider. I'm Canadian. I feel like we would never have a. Pro- I mean, we got some crazy people in government, but you would never have someone who tried to steal an election, be able to run again, and be an MP yeah. and then become prime minister. <laughs> that's literally not- everybody he was associated with was just in jail. Right. I don't care if it was for a day. They got mug shots, honey, or whatever. They weren't even in jail. Black one. He was left in for a few days. But they were all they got mug shots. And these are the people you want to be your president. Uh, or these are the people associated with the person you want to be your president who also has a mug shot. And, you know, we know that they can all we give them or Republicans give them skates and they're going to slide all through your life. Because if we see how. um just even recently, how what's that man's name um, who was ordered to pay the poll workers uh, most recently for Rudy Giuliani, Rudy right? Giuliani. Oh, forgot Simple. America's mayor already. 
forgot America's mayor already. All America, right? America's mayor historically just been here for years. They hadn't done nothing with his life. Just as that, he they have let him be America's lawyer. It'll just be that, and so and they make excuses for him time and time again for whatever happens. But here. We see, okay, he has to pay them people back for everything that he's been associated with with that. And he, the next day, um, was ordered to pay them immediately. And the next day, he went and filed for bankruptcy, right? Which is today, right? That came out today. And we know that man got the money. He just don't want to pay it. And he has $148 million. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think everything Giuliani does from now until the day he dies will go to paying those people. I don't think he's got the money now. No, I believe he does. I believe he does. I believe. What has he done to get? No one's paid him. Trump never paid him. Right. But he's had. I don't think he has. He also probably owes his cousin alimony. He's gotta, he got he got to pay that cousin been, alimony too. I believe that people who have been seated for so long, I believe all they have dirty money. They've been moving money around. They, I believe that with everything in me. All these politicians. I believe um, Giuliani so moved gets, around money for other people, but I don't believe any of that money was his because everyone used and abused Rudy Giuliani because he's the. I think he's bribes. I think he's a lot he was, dumber than, than we assume. No, <laughs> yeah, he's not very he's he's an idiot. Does not mean they treated him like Reek from Game right. of Thrones. <laughs> We make, yeah. we make dumb people. We make dumb people rich every single day here in America. Yes. So yes. I yes, I, but I, those people are good at scamming other people. This he this guy was a leech, and he, you know what I mean. Like he he completely had to ride Trump's coattails, and yeah. that didn't go well for him. But I and believe a cousin that. I, in anyhow, I do believe yes. that we give all of these Republicans just opportunity to skate, and in America. Right. I know y'all over there in Canada, but over here we just we'd be like, okay, y'all could definitely slide with skates, ice skates on thin ice. That's okay. Um, we'll allow you guys to skate all up and through here. We'll give you opportunities and chances. If it was anybody else, it would be up in arms. They would not, they would make sure these people can't run again. They will make a scene. They will do all, they will put out campaigns, they will do anything they can. Press release, they would be uh uh making Facebook groups, they would be um uh, funding buses, you know, to go and be the leaders of a domestic terrorist attack. He's just, you know, and all of these things have happened. And so I feel like we're not going to see, I feel like it's just really smoke. It's cute to see the headlines. And unfortunately, I just believe Donald Trump will go ahead and continue uh, to be able to run for president. I, I will say though, uh, Rebecca, when you bring bringing up uh, a former NYC mayor, and then before you were saying oh, the Donald Trump Colorado decision was a lot of smoke. And it made me think of our current mayor, Eric Adams, who when this scandal this came out about him and his ties to like, was it Turkey, right? Uh, he was telling people that so not always... Where there's smoke, there's not always fire. Mm -hmm. Where there's smoke, there's not always fire. The lies. And right? speaking of Eric Adams, he had a great moment this week. Can we pull up this video? We got to find this video of him on Pix11 oh, local. You've not seen this. Okay, okay good, because I haven't you seen haven't it. It's going to be it's going to be live reaction, baby. It oh, is the most insane thing. I'm ready. It is the most insane thing you will ever hear. Yeah. This might be this might be the worst thing I've ever heard a politician say, honestly. This might... <laughs> no, that's not true. That's I'm going to your page true. better to find it because I know I just I just dropped it. it in the private chat. Oh. I'm sorry. 
He was asked. So Eric Adams is on Pix11. It's a local uh, channel here in NYC, and you know the, the news channel. They had him on in studio, and they threw him a softball question. Super easy question. Describe the year for New York in one word, and he and he couldn't do it. In, in a way that made any sense. In fact, he might have said the worst thing I've ever heard. Here is Eric Adams, the mayor this of New York City. to the end of what was a very eventful 2023, right? <laughs> so when you look at the totality of the year, if you had to describe it, and it's tough to do, in one word, what would that word be and tell me why? Uh, New York. Uh, this is a place where every day you wake <laughs> up, uh, you could experience everything from a plane crashing into our trade center to a, a person <laughs> who's celebrating a new business that's open. Uh, wow, I'm very, very complicated city. Come for the businesses stay for the 9 11. Oh my God. <laughs> that's hey, why it's the greatest city on the globe, right? Everything <laughs> from um, planes crashing into our world trade. I'm, I'm, I'm embarrassed. Enjoy our gabagool and the plane crashing into the New York City. And that's you know, why we got the, the greatest city in the world. And planes crashing into buildings, pizza, people dying. You know, zero. you know what New York City's waters are known for? For making the best bagels in the world yeah. and for you to possibly find yourself Bodegas, swimming with the fishes when the mafia is done with you. You, know? oh, oh. Like you got it all over here. You know what I mean? Oh you can God. ride the subways, you know, get arrested if you jump the turnstile. This is that kind of, I mean, like, this is What a weird answer. Great. <laughs> It's great yeah. here. It's Every day is a 9-11 in New York City. Come oh my visit. God, that's what he said. <laughs> that's what he said, essentially. Like, yeah. why would you start yeah. off with that? Not to mention New York is two words, but like, <laughs> you asked for a one word answer. Like, I'm that, imagining that's, some, that's like, some person like, I came to New York City to experience a 9-11 like the man promised. <laughs> I stayed there for two weeks. Didn't see no terrorism. Unbelievable. Worst city ever. <laughs> And, and whose accent is that? Yeah. <laughs> that's like a. That's that like a. It's giving like, a good black man, so it's making me like. Well, oh no, I was not that? doing a black man. I was doing like Leonardo DiCaprio from. Uh, oh, from no. Twelve years a slave. I was doing like a plantation owner accent, okay. not a black man accent. Louisiana. Okay. Okay. All right. That's that's a, a race, a very racist white person accent. That's what it gave. Good save. Good save. <laughs> it was good though. It was good, Matt. You've been studying. It was good. <laughs> I was no. doing the Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> you have to understand, uh, Matt's accents are so bad that they sound like something he's not. He doesn't mean for them to be. Yeah, <laughs> but I was, was doing a good one. That was actually good. a good one. That was. I didn't know where you were coming from. I had to just, you know, let the the ears that are hearing had to just correct. You know, <laughs> giving a Louisiana real, real southern <laughs> white man. Racist, and that's what we choose. And I got that. Yeah, we got there. I'm canceled. <laughs> no, we got that. We got that. But that's what. Um, listen, this we put these people. We seated these people. This man doesn't even know how to explain and how to go into co having a conversation about you know what New York City was like in this time in this last year. To be honest, you know, you want your. We're not going to get that with our politicians. We never no. get that with American politicians. But to say. Hey, pull up. We got planes crashing in the in the buildings every day. It's historically, I mean, like it's a that's one of our things here. And um, you might see it just walking around. That's crazy. That is like that's hurtful. Yeah, that's that's having people really. It's also pain. just like, how did this guy become the mayor with such 
like this inability to give just a standard answer as a politician to a very basic like I, I think it's a dumb question any question like this is, is stupid to me like you have mm-hmm. the mayor in front of you you're asking this question but regardless like you're the new york city mayor you can't just say uh you know it was it was a complicated you know, complicated yeah complicated you know this happened this year but also some good things happened some bad things happened but no 9 11 happened <laughs> also but we didn't even have any opened. terrorism this year we, there was no there was no there was this year <laughs> why of terrorism yeah like why is he bringing it up at all <laughs> oh my god that's terrible that was uh, honestly so honestly maybe it was better that he brought up 9 11 something that happened like 20 years ago instead of him being like it was a horrible year we had all these immigrants coming in from mexico because <laughs> that's oh what that's that been was the, the big yeah. thing I mean, that he's been complaining about Florida, that was the other I mean, answer in his exactly mind, and this was the one he went with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that's all um, he's been complaining about all year. That's been his big issue this year, that we had migrants coming from to New York. I mean, New York City can't deal with those extra people. Are you kidding me? This is, we've got, we've got, maybe they we squeezed it into apartments. I was in an apartment with that like That city was people. built on immigration, too. It like, was. Let's, let's be real. Every, everyone's white until they're not in New York, right? It's just right. like one group after another. You're Italian, you're not white. Now you're white. Irish, you're not white. Now you're white, right? Just like group after group. Yeah, and then it's funny because it's like the, it's a melting pot, right? That's how America, you know, claims it is. And then you have these big cities, including NYC. So you would think that New York City and with uh, Eric Adams being the mayor, a black mayor at that, to not have anything to say about the city in this time, something like you could, you could have gave something and you gave that, but it is a very, it's supposed, it is a melting pot. I mean, you can talk about the different communities. You can talk about allegedly what you've done positively allegedly for the communities like how he brags every now and, and and again when he's being attacked i think he should have like picked that energy up and felt like he was being attacked and started to say what he's done for the communities i would have taken that but what he gave as an answer uh, i'm a, i got secondhand embarrassment i almost wanted you guys to stop it right there like that <laughs> that is terrible that was terrible I don't think he's embarrassed. Though. I don't think he gives a fuck. You know no, he ain't embarrassed. He's about to go and do whatever no. he's been doing every single day. He does day. not care. He yeah. don't care. He don't care. So it's kind of he's going to say though, something so many even stupider. Don't care. Very soon, You'll, we'll be back with another clip in the new year. Oh, you know, Eric right. Adams. I can, you, I can only imagine he's going to say a time in t- the middle of Times Square <laughs> as that ball drops on January first. <laughs> it's a good Are thing a plane go- didn't hit. Are you <laughs> going to the New Year's? Are you? Oh, that's scary. See, that's what kind of vibes he gave. Like, hey, pull up, ball drops, planes hit the buildings. It's all that. You can get the you guys. That's, that's you guys terrible. enjoying the night? No oh, planes to worry about. That's terrible. Oh my goodness. Um, but Matt, are you going to enjoy any of the festivities? Because I know a lot of people. I lived in New York um, for a few years, and I know I used to. Me too. Five go. months. It was awesome. You I did. It was. It's a good. It's. It was a good vibe. But you know, I me love being New a York. It's girl, one of my favorite cities. It was, I, I need, I need a little bit of hospitality. I didn't get that there, but it was nice to go and see the views at night because you couldn't see the garbage on the streets. So you got to see the views at night. <laughs> there's no ally, no but you can smell the garbage piles up. Oh, <laughs> right, you don't get to oh, yeah. do that. And yeah. during Christmas, it was beautiful. I used to work in at the Rockefeller Center. So I got to see all the good stuff um, for the shows and all that stuff. But are you going to enjoy anything um, for the new year, Matt, in New York? 
I mean, we go see the tree in Rockefeller Center, but we oh. don't do we don't do the uh, the the we don't we do not dare go to Times Square. No self-respecting New Yorker does Times Square on New Year's. <laughs> really? Why not? Sardine. You don't want to be stuck in like a sardine. Actually, God. if you're if you're in the area, the the next morning you could walk through and it's like almost empty. Ghost town. And confetti is still falling. Really? Because it's yeah, like tons of it. So like it's actually more. Where fun is it coming? Just blowing it, around, I guess. Like it's all stuck <laughs> on the buildings, and it's so much, oh like, like literally hours worth of confetti. Yeah. Like I've like never a, experienced that. I lived there, and I I just chose like to be there in the night, and then go. That's when I would go. I'd go the next yeah. morning when no one's there. Just I've never like, did, I never thought it. about that. Well, I should have yeah, thought about so that. I wish I knew. I would. If you if you go on January first. Anytime, like seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, yeah, even like that late into the into noontime, walk through Times Square. Like it's not, it's not like ghost town empty, but there's like barely anyone there, um, and confetti's falling, and it's 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 a good time. There's nobody there. <laughs> yeah, I should have. I I feel like I, if I was back in the day, you know, back in the day, we used to try to do what was hot, what was popping. That was to be in the mix. And nowadays, I probably would have done the. Next day, get some cute photos, confetti falling on you. Nobody's there. That would have been nice. That would have been nice. You know, that yeah, could have been something that Eric Adams talked about, but he talked about planes hitting buildings. No, I don't want anyone to know about that except for a very small group of people. Otherwise, well, everybody we're going to have a whole January 1st uh, gathering well, in we've Times got a thousand Square. people and, watching right now. They're all right, planning their trip. To the secret is out, uh, out. The secret is out. The secret is out. And that's okay because, you know, our people know how to gatekeep, I feel like. <laughs> so I got, I, 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 I'm really dying to know what he's going to say next, Erica. I, I'm dying to like, like, is, is it like this on the top of his mind and everything? Like, is it when he's in a. That like, was such a terrible answer. But I feel like, again, because he's not under attack, when he's under attack, he's pulling out these imaginary stats he's coming out and saying what he's done yeah he's a performer he starts to act but in that moment we got the when they asked him this question he just gave us real he's on autopilot you know so it's just like whatever he's on vacation okay (laughs) he's not he he never been here for the people but now he's really not here for the people and that's what well uh speaking of dumbasses let's get to a, a john fetterman clip Okay. So this ogre was on CNN. Ogre. Uh, let me get this one. Don't try Shrek. Okay. He's a bad. Shrek is a good so ogre. We don't. Bad, it, it, don't call so him an ogre. He's he's terrible. <laughs> oh, no, he's is what a Shrek is a lot. Shrek is a a gorgeous man compared right. to this Fine. disgusting piece of crap. Let's uh check this out. Okay. In the Democratic Party, particularly among. Uh, young voters uh, when it comes to Israel's war against Hamas. 72% of young voters, according to this new poll, disapprove of how President Biden is handling the Israel-Hamas war. You've been very vocal in your full support for Israel. I see the Israeli flag behind you in your office there. You've been very clearly arguing that Hamas bears responsibility for the tragedy of what's going on in Gaza. Why do you think so many younger people, especially in your party, see it differently? I, I really, I really don't, I really don't know. Uh, I, I do know that a lot of people are getting their perspective from TikTok. And- Can we just pause there? <laughs> TikTok, TikTok. Why this is he- the Nikki Haley talking point. You become seventeen percent more anti-Semitic every for every thirty minutes you spend on TikTok. This, like, he watched the the GOP Science. debate and thought she made a good point. 
Like this is also this, this dude's got brain dude's, brainless. I, I'm counting. I'm counting two is, is Israeli flags behind oh, him. Oh, yep. I That's see. true. One, two. I. I mean, I. I he don't wore see this one. I, I don't see any. I mean, he just bought the one behind him for this. For you could tell, it's firstly unfolded. He made sure that it was a prop for. Right, uh, and I, how I, weird right. is it that he's got a Ukraine flag beside it? Right, That's I see the, that. The disconnect that you see over and over and over. I, I was like, that. It's the weirdest combination on like any social media. If someone's well, got Ukraine, like a Ukrainian flag Ukraine? and an Israeli flag beside each other. The Ukraine sign, though, almost looks like an afterthought compared to the fresh, giant Israeli flag and then the little he just bought that. mobile he sure. Israeli yeah, flag. Yeah, the too. folds are still in. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. The creases are still there. Perspective from TikTok. And I think if you're kind of getting your perspective on the world on TikTok, it's going to tend to be kind of warped or not reflective of the, the history and, and actually the way things absolutely are. And what is very clear is, is that Hamas you might started this and they actually broke the, the ceasefire and they attacked uh, and murdered uh, babies, children, women. Uh, Again, this, this talking point of Hamas breaking the ceasefire, 2023 was already a historic year when it came to Palestinian, uh, Palestinians being killed. No. No, history uh, started on October 7th. How dare you? Right, right. Uh, something like, uh, I believe, uh, uh, I don't have the exact number at the top of my head, but at least it was somewhere around two or 300 Palestinians had died in 2023 alone, had been killed, I should say, in 2023 alone, prior to October 7th. They were all Hamas. Um, at the hands of uh, IDF. Uh, so this is, or, or settlers, um, extremist uh, settlers in the West Bank. So, um, which really have the full authority of the Israeli police and uh, IDF. Like, it's not like, oh, we're going to we'll get those settlers. Yeah, please. Um, so, again, this, this re, re, retelling of history with this fake narrative that uh, it was all uh, peace and harmony. The Simpsons uh, scene where... Uh, you know, all the different nation people from nations are, are holding la, hands la, in a circle. La, la, yeah, was not was not was not the case. It was not yes. the case. Also, who are you to talk about TikTok being an indoctrination? Well, you're fucking live on CNN. You're on CNN. Yeah, <laughs> like, and, and, yeah well, the propaganda network of the Chinese mention, communist TikTok. Like he ran his whole campaign on Twitter memes. So like, yeah, I know. <laughs> like complaining say, about social you know media. He, has, a big, he <laughs> has. I'm pretty sure he has a TikTok and he, he does has a following, I mean, okay. and he posts all his whatever's on TikTok. But yet, when something is opposing his views, then they want to go ahead and utilize how TikTok is the reason 244,000 followers on TikTok that okay. he's indoctrinating with the apparently okay. anti-Semitism if they Come spend 30 minutes watching his channel. Man. Not to mention, it's obviously not just TikTok. Like, I covered this video. I showed, you know, the UN, uh, Amnesty International, Human Rights Watch, Israel-based human rights group at Salem, uh, countless other, like, other countries supporting a ceasefire. <laughs> like, this is not mm -hmm. like Cross TikTok. Society. These are the, the these are the facts also coming out of Gaza. Also, if you're on social media, you're seeing the raw videos of this stuff. Like, right. if you're yeah. just an older person watching cable news, maybe you'll maybe you'll see a, a overhead outside view of a of a you know an explosion. Oh, no, the old city. heads is on Facebook. They on they are seeing. Yeah, it. so they need the minion memes. We gotta get, we gotta but, make minion memes for them to be able. Right. to But like, if you're history. on like right. if you're on like TikTok or or Twitter or YouTube, you can see the raw videos. We're seeing of raw like video. Palestinian children with like half their head gone and limbs missing and just the most gruesome stuff you've ever seen. 
So, yeah, I'm assuming that if you're on social media and you're watching these raw videos of what it really is on the ground in Gaza, then, yeah, you're going to probably, probably have a very different view of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not sure what's left here, but... Uh, attacked a, a music uh, a concert and everything. It's, it's, it's outrageous. And so does from, the idea from now well, on, by the way. Um, it's been very point. clear that, that Israel would very much want there to be peace. But they've made it very clear that after October 7th, that that's just not possible so long as Hamas is allowed to uh, exist. That's the idea that at this point. all Israel wants is peace. There, there's a video, actually, Chris Hayes did a good job this week of covering yeah, he did. all of these comments out of Israel, Israeli politicians talking about how they just want to completely graze Gaza, like the, like just yeah, openly Israel, discussing the complete destruction of Gaza. Israel hasn't wanted peace for 75 years. I mean, it's Benjamin Netanyahu was bragging about how he was one of the people who basically made the two-state solution impossible. He was bragging about that fact. But it wasn't. It's not honestly. It wasn't just Netanyahu. There's never been an no, actual I, I don't think serious. It, it hasn't. There's never Netanyahu. Netanyahu basically said nothing's on the table. But there's mm-hmm. never been a serious good faith offer to the Palestinian people. There's never been. No. No. So I feel on like on immigration. Uh... No, go ahead. Babe. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, which is a big uh, issue going on in the Senate right now. You, that's the end of it. Now it goes to immigration, which uh, also now no, he's very. He's, he's, I'm glad. I'm glad. I know they don't say anything about immigration here. We watched this clip early on the majority report, but to me, like Fetterman's full-throated endorsement of Israel, honestly, doesn't make him much different from the majority of Congress, thus the majority of Democrats. But to me, the real stab in the back is his recent turn in, on immigration. I know the, his, his, his position on Israel and Palestine is gross, but it doesn't surprise me. I mean, maybe it surprises me coming from him it, directly, but the fact that a Democratic politician has that view, not surprising. Even Bernie hasn't called for a ceasefire. But the immigration turn from him is truly disgusting. This is a guy whose wife came as an undocumented immigrant when she was a child from Brazil. And she was here, as Republicans would call it, illegally. And she stayed and she became a citizen. And I'm happy she did because I think everyone who wants to be here should be able to be here. And then he used but, that in his campaign as a campaign advocate. And he used it in his campaign. To, right, to sell and, people on that idea. And here, here he is willing to and, – and this is also the whole thing that we're told. This is one of the major issues that makes Trump so disgusting and despicable that we can't have him back in, in, the, in the present. His, his uh, uh, vehemently anti-immigration uh, uh, rhetoric, his build-the-wall rhetoric. But Democrats are now going for this same thing with these, these detentions – and the quicker turnaround on people seeking asylum and, and, and deporting them back uh, to the countries where they came from, this is rhetoric. This is this is policy, uh, no different from what Republicans want, and they are willing. Democrats like John Fetterman are willing to throw the throw undocumented immigrants um, people who want to be in this country, uh, some of the most uh, marginalized, vulnerable people on the planet, willing to throw them to the wolves so they could give money, get give billions of dollars to Israel and Ukraine. And listen, I'm someone who, I don't support aid for Israel. I do support 
aid for Ukraine because Ukraine is not the aggressor here in this situation. They're not the occupier in this situation. But I'm not willing to throw any domestic policy issue that can help uh, the most vulnerable on the planet, like migrants. I'm not willing to throw migrants under the bus to send foreign aid to countries, whether they deserve it or not, period. Those people come first, in my opinion, if we actually have to, if we're actually forced to pick and choose. I'm not willing to throw those people under the bus. They come first. They should be allowed to be here, period. Period. No, seriously. Um, anybody who's using talking points um, from social media and saying that social media is the issue, uh, they, I don't know why we're even listening to them. Meanwhile, he's utilizing social media, like you said, Lance, uh, to indoctrinate a lot of people with these talking points that he's getting from social media. If we were to go and look at the facts, if we were just simply, the facts are the videos that we've been seeing. The facts are all these journalists who are there, all these kids um, who are fatherless, motherless, uh, all the journalists who've been trying to uh, be uh, um, boots on the ground who are dying daily. Um, you know, we're watching this happen and yet we're trying to make excuses and we're funding this genocide. We are being America is funding this genocide and a lot of the, the right and we're doing it too. who are supposed to, right. Who, who people, all these countries who are supposed to know better. Right. But we're doing the opposite of what we should be doing. Um, but a lot of uh, these these people who are coming out and being able to get on uh, like CNN and all, all of these mainstream media uh, uh, programs who are coming, they we hear so much more when, listen, online, with the proof in the pudding, with the videos, a lot of the, the statistics, what we're seeing, um, we can't deny it yet in mainstream media, we're constantly seeing people who are peddling and pushing um, Israel needs help. Israel's under attack. Hamas, Hamas, Hamas. Hamas is a thing and we condemn it a hundred percent. But we, if we're looking at the numbers here, if we're looking at what's actually happening daily, we're about to clear out Gaza. We're about to clear out Gaza. The bombing. Yeah, I, like, I, I condemn Israel. Like we condemn it. Like we can I condemn Israel and some like I don't care what people say. They're okay, right? And they're acting. And I, I don't say like what's happening. Hamas is wrong, right? That all of that is wrong. But how you're going about it, these children, these people who have already lost their lives, people who are losing their lives as we speak, as we speak. This is not the way to go about it. And all of these losers from um, social media who get to sit in mainstream media and cape for Israel and want us to cry for Israel and just deny what we're seeing in Gaza. The Palestinian people uh, deny speaking for them. I think that's that's ridiculous. I don't know how because online. I see it in digital media. I see more people having those type of conversations. Reality, what's actually happening. But in mainstream media, we're seeing them just stick to the talking points and getting people who just stick to the talking points, which um, help uh, elevate uh, Israel's cry for help. I, I just, I don't know. 
TikTok our, is a weird enemy for them to keep picking because the, the right has been going after TikTok for a long time. And I was like, there's a ton of criticism you can have for TikTok. It's the same one I have for all social media. They shouldn't be selling vast amounts of user data to third parties and like that kind of stuff. It, it, they're monopolizing uh, the internet, all those kind of things. But like to think that they're intentionally manipulating children into becoming anti-Semitic is just a debunked conspiracy theory. Like that's not true, right? Mm-hmm. Our guest is here. Shall I? Ah. Yes. Good to see you, Robert. (laughs) Hi. Good to see you. Hey, everybody. Thanks for having me. Hey, introduce yourself for everybody who doesn't know who you are. Hi, uh, I'm a, my name is Robert Silverman. I am a reporter on uh, the, uh, can I curse on this show? Is that okay? Is cuss words allowed? Oh, yeah, yeah. Of course. I'm on on the show. No racial slurs. I'd like to say I cover the shitheads, so I'm, I'm knee deep in the fetid swamps of our online discourse, uh, a report for a number of places. Uh, You're deep in the pool, if you will. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> the cesspool. <laughs> uh, yeah, cursing is fine, but I really, uh, I'm up to here. You can't puns, do puns. <laughs> yeah. That's bad. I mean, I mean, you're being. I think you're being modest. I should add that I think you participated in or broke the story about how Tim Pool may have stolen a cat as revenge. I, I think that was, that was actually you... Will Summer broke the the, oh, okay. Will, the both the Tim stole a cat as part of a business negotiation story, oh, which was really hilarious. Um, I'm, I'm surprised it didn't no. get traction. That's that's like rule number yeah. one on the internet. You don't fuck with cats, right? Mm-mm. Or or puppies. Don't fuck thing. with puppies either. You don't fuck with pets. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I've gotten a number of different stories. Like uh, Tim Pool hired a white nationalist daughter to be a blogger for his website. Uh, Tim may have gotten tipped off about January sixth. Uh, yeah, but he's Tim's a centrist, website. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Milk milk to a fence yeah, that's what it is. Oh God, Matt Tim, Binder's uh, been on. Actually, are you familiar with with Matt Binder here? Matt Binder's been oh, yeah, on the I've, Tim Pool show. I've spoken with. Uh, oh, there you go, Bobby over yeah. uh, uh, messages, DMs before. Yeah, we've exchanged saucy DMs. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> saucy, wait, 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 saucy DMs. Where you? What, Describe what the Tim Pool about? compound. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that that's well, it was that was a, an interesting time there. Um, Emma also Emma Vigland of Majority Report was also there. Lance, you were there, my friend. Um, it's a it's an inter it's a very I forgot large... you were there, Lance. That's right. You did I a good was. job too. I've, I've feasted from place. the Tim Pool trough. He's he's certainly making a lot of money as a YouTuber because that's <laughs> oh yeah, a lot. But it's it's one of those it's examples of someone spending vast amounts of money in just like ridiculous ways. You know, like when I see Trump's audacity, I'm not like oh wow, I'm so jealous. I want that life. I'm like, what a fucking waste of gold. Why why is there gold toilets? You're shitting on gold. What's wrong? Like it's just all so gaudy and ugly. I I thought like his was like way too compoundy. I was like that the underground skate park is cool. I got to admit, like there's just something about seeing like you know that Olympic size like half pipe underground. That's that's neat. But otherwise, it just looks like a compound, like a massive compound filled with guns and angry people did you get to see the guns did they take you to the gun room at all i didn't see the no? i didn't see the specific gun room or the armory apparently there's a big weapons uh, uh armory as well but i did see guns general like there were he guns had a, just kind of all over the old place. like yeah. civil war era gun in the studio mm-hmm. and he showed it off to me yes and he was like do you want to touch it and i was like no <laughs> i was like no i don't want to touch it 
<laughs> and the reason I want to touch it is because uh, it's a. He said it was an old ass Civil War era gun. Last thing I wanted was for me to pick it up, and for it to like fall apart in my hands. Then I'm on the hook for this old ass gun. Um, I Not someone told want me to that touch it. that's giving a little weird. So, yeah, yeah. You want, you want to touch my gun? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Do you want to touch it? Yeah, right. No, but apparently someone told me. Was it, it might have been you. I don't remember who told me, but someone told me they were watching Tim Pool's show like weeks or months later, and he told a story about how he had a a leftist in the studio, and he offered him to to hold his gun, and the guy didn't want to touch it because he was too afraid to hold a gun. And I was like, I was like, if that is me, that's not why I don't want to hold the gun. It's because I didn't want to hold the old ass gun. Like, I don't want to break it. I don't want to be accused of breaking it. It seems like he <laughs> makes up a lot of these stories. Like he has this big story about how Sam Shooter is afraid to be on the show, but there's like DMs showing that's not the case at all. He just makes this shit up. <laughs> he just does not care. He'll just like make up these yeah, fucking Tim, stories. It's good. It's good. It's good for 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 digital media. It's good. People will share it. You know, cut the pieces of it, and it's it's a whole thing. And then he'll continue to get views and numbers and money. So well, his his um, new thing when I was on was that it wasn't that Sam was afraid. It was that. Sam Sam is all about drama. He's not a serious person. Um, he doesn't talk about the serious issues. Um, and so there's a blacklist who he won't uh, he th that and Sam is on everyone's blacklist apparently. There's he told me there was big shows, big shows that won't have Sam Cedar on because there's a blacklist. Yeah, he said I mean, I'm pretty sure I know what show if if he is telling the truth, it's very clear he's talking about Joe Rogan's show. I mean, Joe Rogan wouldn't touch Sam's uh, Sam had Sam on period and he, Sam knows Rogan um, I, I'll never forget when um, he wouldn't even have uh, Rogan wouldn't even have Michael Brooks on the show um, because of Michael's uh, uh, you know uh, uh, connection with Sam and Rogan was out there talking about how Michael Brooks might be one of the getting his name completely wrong calling him Michael Roberts or something but he was talking about Michael Brooks and he was saying Michael Brooks is one of the funniest people he's ever seen or whatever but wouldn't have him on the show. Wouldn't have him on the show. What were you going to say, Bobby? Um, yeah, Tim has this habit. Tim, and, and I'll actually rely on some sources who have been close to Tim in the past. What Tim does is Tim starts repeating. Whenever Tim encounters a, a situation that he doesn't like, he starts telling a story of what he had wished happened. And then he repeats it over and over and over again. Yeah. And eventually he stops realizing that this is not an accurate depiction of reality, that Tim, in fact, is dipping to his own stash. And I, honestly, I think that's part of what makes him an effective right-wing YouTuber, is that he is able to convince himself that these things that he repeats again and again and again, eventually they become true to him. So mm -hmm. he's pulling the wool over his own eyes. Things like the fight that he had with Sam Cedar was not Sam thinking they were just going to do a YouTube call and not wanting to go down to the West Virginia compound pre-vaccine while there was still COVID going around the country, but it was actually some very strange attempt by Sam to stir up drama. And to, you can you will never be able to convince Tim of the reality of what actually happened, even if Tim were to look at the DMs in his own phone and see them. And just like the same thing happened with you, Matt, you were too scared. You were you're you were scared to hurt your lily white leftist hands on that precious hunk of metal. Musket. And it's not that that's the reality for him forevermore now.
and you will never. If indeed he's them. talking about me in that scenario, I'm just gonna. It, leave it, be so fair he, was, here. Uh, he was subbing. He probably you. is. He doesn't have any leftists on. Yeah, he. he, you could, think he, could, was he could have been talking about Lance. <laughs> I, I was never. F I, I wasn't offered anything. I wasn't offered to touch the musket or his gun. I wasn't no. offered. Not even sushi. sushi. There was something the about Matt. Not even sushi, sushi with the boys. There was something about Matt. No, it was Matt. He wanted him to touch it. And so mm -hmm. he was offended. And now there's a story that he had to build up because it may, it gives him strength, right? So he had to do yeah. that on his show. And that's how a lot of these right-wing people do. Uh, an experience, they're going to be overzealous about it. They're going to be a really imaginary. They're going to uh, add a lot of imagination to it. And people are going to believe it. They're not going to look for any sources. They're not going to try to read up on anything. They're not going to try to they're just going to believe what their God said, and that's it. So, Tim Pool to me, though, he comes off very phony. Like, for a guy who, mm -hmm. who may believe his own shit, like, I have a hard time even watching his clips to criticize them because they're so cringy. Like, he, he doesn't seem like he's coming off honest to me. He, it seems like he's performing, and he knows he's performing. Do you get that? Like, I, he doesn't seem real to me. <laughs> he's just like, I feel like he knows he's full of shit. He knows he has to know he's full of shit. They he obviously know. knows. He obviously knows he's not a centrist. Like, he obviously knows that. Yeah, I mean, listen, when you like, grift, you got to do it right. And he's doing it right. When you grift, you don't care. You don't even care what the transition looks like. You literally... Um, you, it's Rachel Dolls out. You you just white, right? And you could say I'm black, <laughs> and everybody gonna roll with it. That's just what it is. If you don't, if you don't make it an issue, if you don't talk about it, if you don't talk like you just literally transition, and your transition is like day and night. You feel like it's real to you. That's it. That's all. That's it. So I I, I have some thoughts about this. To to me, and this is something that Becca Lewis, who's a an excellent researcher on disinformation and the far right, said to me which is that there are two kinds of right-wing YouTubers. And one are the performers, and that's people like Alex Jones or Miley Yiannopoulos or even Steven Crowder. We, now, in, there are degrees of whether these are good and entertaining performances, um, but they are very clearly crafting a fictional persona and the audience identifies with the character that they've built. But there's an awareness, both on the part of the of the YouTuber and the audience, that it's a fiction. And then there are what Becca called the mirrors. And these are people who, they do an anti-performance. They don't edit their videos. They're in a bare studio. They make it very clear, like, no, I'm just telling you how I feel. This is the same, I'm the same person right now on camera that I would be if we met at, oh, I don't know, in Tim's case, say the skate park. It's the idea that you are getting an authentic experience and you're building a parasocial relationship with someone who is your friend and you're not engaging in some kind of theatrical back and forth. The thing I think you're hitting on, David, with Tim is that he's in a transition period. Tim's transitioning, let's say. He is transitioning from someone who for years was a mirror. He was like, I'm just a guy who gets on the internet and talks about his feelings. And he's trying to sort of feel out what a fictional Tim persona would be like, which is why he keeps affecting this strange Chicago accent from time to time <laughs> and saying things like poker with oh, the boys. He was born in Southside, he said. <laughs> he, was, he was not born on the South Side. Oh, they always no. want to be born on the South Side. <laughs> no. Tim was born in an area, a part of Chicago near the South Side, which was home to many cops and firemen. He was not born on the South Side of Chicago. That is not. 
true. But wait, he said but, he grew up in the mean streets of Chicago and that there were like all these people who he referred to as gangsters who would come into the house all the time. And that he was really, yeah. Uh, so Lance, I, 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 hate to, I hate to shatter your dreamy dreams, but that's just not true. <laughs> so I, I think, that, anyway, what I think you're seeing, David, is he's trying to get this sort of weird Alex Jones. He's trying to figure out what his variation of a created character would look like. And at the moment, it's not working. And his videos are very weird. Like the past few weeks, because I still, like a sicko, check in on what Tim is up to. He's been ranting about not just that the people who disagrees with him are evil, but that they're demons. In a cult, and too. And then he'll, yeah, and he will throw out the caveat like, well, no, I don't mean literally demons. I just mean their behavior is demonic. But, you know, if you're a, a true believing Christian, you could take it literally, too. And uh, has been using pretty much straight up white nationalist talking points in, on a regular basis. So he is, mm -hmm. he's, and I, I think while he undergoes this transition period, the character, whatever this character isn't going to be, isn't really focused, isn't really working. Honestly, it's just a bad Alex Jones imitation at this point. So that's like to he, me, he the feigns this uh, anger. Like, I feel like work. he, he, he works himself yeah. up into, into pretending he's into trying to be angry about something, but you can tell he's not really angry about it. He's just like, he's really trying hard to be angry he's about this thing by speaking very himself. loudly. And I can't believe this is happening. And it's just like, you're not real, bro. Like I, this is not, this is all a performance. No. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's what I really love, sad. I love, I love that. To come I, that people I love are suddenly you... using like those talking points. Like I don't, I don't like the normalization of white supremacist talking points amongst so many right wingers now. Pundits, you name it, like all these hosts and everyone. Like there, it, it, it used to be shit that was relegated to Stormfront or, or Richard Spencer or Nick Fuentes. Now it's been completely normalized to give all mm -hmm. these like really horrifying statements on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. And it's so, it's so normalize that you can watch two hours three hours worth of right-wing um news and they are saying without missing a word the same exact yep. things there's so NPCs. much literally like it's just a broken record and you would think i'm lying but there is even um uh, so much footage where they're showing back-to-back right-wing um, media outlets and anchors, um, you know, just saying exactly the same thing. You remember same when thing. everyone was upset about Lizzo's flute? And I was like, there's no way every single one of you knew about this glass flute so mm -hmm. much that you're so all mad. angry about it in tandem. Yep. None of you yesterday <laughs> knew about this flute. And now all of you, this is a disgrace. This is our history. Blah, blah, blah. Same talking point. Yeah. Same I know. Talking I was point. Like, what? <laughs> you go on social media and it's so, it's so weird because you could just be scrolling and you'll think, okay, is this person the same tweet that somebody retweeted? No, just somebody else um, who is a right-wing person who is spewing out the same exact thing, and they do not care. They copy and paste. They do not care to change a word, to personalize it. Uh, it's just pure plagiarism because they don't really have those feelings, but it's good to stay on the same side of things. And what's funny is you're not only these days, you're not only going to see it from the right side. You're going to see it from the left. They're like, it's okay. If we're looking for bipartisanship, that's where you see it. Like <laughs> it's, it's, it, I don't know. I, I, it's been really strange lately, but that's, that's where you will see it, especially on online child. Um, but on Fox every hour, every anchor, okay. They are going to be saying the same exact thing. Nothing fresh, nothing new. They sticked to the scripts. Okay, they literally stick to the script 
and they say the same thing. Their their outrage um, is the same. Nobody really has anything to say on it. Um, they don't really have any feelings on it. They say what they say. They log off and they go live their true lives. And that's just that. There's this incredible desire on the right to feel that they are to this this self victimization complex. They so desperately need to feel that they are mm. that the culture at large, or society, or the financial system, are oppressing them. That they will invent oppression simulator. Yeah, that they will find these monsters and trigger themselves. Honestly, honestly, mm. what you're what I think the performative aspect that we're all sort of finding icky, aside from the lies and the white nationalism, is that they're desperate to. to they're desperate to find something they they've re, they what they think is is that the left managed to gain some kind of cultural cachet by in the early 2010s by writing about race and power and money and that when the left would complain about structural imbalances and structural racism and the failures of capitalism that people on the left were doing it because it gained them some kind of power or success and money. And, and what they failed to realize is that, no, people actually just thought those things. Were there some bad, simplistic blogs about Occupy Wall Street or some dumb or a movie from the 2010s, which I could remember if I could remember what happened more than a week ago? Yeah, of course there were. But they looked at what was going on and they thought, ah, that's the way to succeed online. And their copy of it is to be is to constantly search for ways to be aggrieved and to and to feed this perpetual victimization complex. And what they found is a very willing audience of people who, for all kinds of real reasons, are pissed off at the way America is run today. And instead of saying, well, here are the reasons why you are paying through the nose for health care, food, mm -hmm. transportation, why your kid's education is awful. They have they have fed them a convenient boogeyman, which is, but you know. Yeah. Or yes, the point is, is that but that and that InBev company ran one Instagram post, and you need to be mad about that for a year. Every uh, every day. And yeah. That is a lead up to that. That's how fascist movements develop, is by finding convenient scapegoats for real fundamental human problems that can't be identified on the right because that would mean suddenly looking at the real power structures that oh exist. yeah they can't do that they they just got upset i covered this on my show on saturday this past saturday they just got upset because titties right um and um well, it's just and what thing. sorry they got upset. titties are destroying society david uh, they are titties generally yes no <laughs> yeah. the the meta that's going on right now if you haven't seen it you Twitch gotta... basically went from like uh you know women oh, now on twitch i've seen that yeah you yeah. can you can wear uh, a two-piece bathing suit and if you just put a couple black bars on the screen it looks like you're naked you don't have to be naked you can just be wearing a bathing suit but they're and that's like every pushing... that's like every channel now i'm seeing on twitch <laughs> it's, it's not every channel it's a handful of people who do it and only a very small amount of them make a lot of money the, the majority of people do not make fuck tons of cash just like the majority of only fans models do not make fuck tons of cash they don't it's just not reality look at the numbers you gotta have you know, it's like any other industry they don't want titties yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they, no, they, hate titties, the they want feet okay well why, why <laughs> um but no and even um what they were they it, the right is such a weird they're weirdos because um they allowed uh, some uh woman to 
to literally make a rap song about Christmas. She was showing all them titties. She was like in a little brawl, uh, you know, with the Santa Claus. Ain't, you know, ain't Jesus the reason for the season? Jesus is the reason for the season. Yeah, we have this white woman talking about how Trump is going to be president and all this other stuff, just right wing talking points. Um, and in like the skimpy, sexy Santa Claus outfit and all the right wingers are reposting it and all that kind of stuff. They are so hypocritical and that's what you'll find all the time. That's why we have, we have to take them as a joke. We must take them as a joke, but it's not going to work like that. All of their constituents, people who follow them, people who don't go and double check um, for it, like for the real actual story, they're just going to go by whatever they post. If one day they say titties ain't good, they're going to go with that. And that's on a Monday, on Tuesday. Okay, and at midnight, when literally at midnight on Tuesday, if they say they allow for this one woman to just be in a skimpy outfit, and after they just said Jesus is the reason for the season in a Santa Claus outfit, pagan holiday, uh huh. And if they do that, that is this is what we should follow. She's just saying all these talking points holy about titties, Donald Trump, right? Yeah, right. It has to be real Republican titties uh, that yeah. are for Trump, and that's what titties. we'll accept. Okay, that's what we'll accept. It's a joke, guys. It's it's a, such a joke. Tim Pool and his crew is a joke. Anybody who is uh, the right wing people who've been fired from these right wing networks. Right. And who are still pushing stupid ass right wing uh, talking points that they didn't they, see the feds, but that they oh, no. didn't pull up themselves, <laughs> that they didn't pull up themselves no, dude, and they're dirty. pulling it from TikTok. Let's be honest. Like, how are we really taking these people serious? I asked this question, but it's like tomorrow will everybody will be take, like they'll take over the Republican talking points will take over in spaces that matter. And that's why issues like Gaza uh, uh, and Palestinian people, we will never see that in our mainstream mainstream media. And it's because it's, they take, they take the real issues as a joke. It's stupid. I hate it. I've watched a lot of Lance's Twitch streams and Lance, you haven't shown titties once. That seems unfair to me. Well, no, today I did a lot of implied nudity. See, what I do is I basically black out everything you can see up to the neck, and then I just tell everyone I'm naked, and that's enough. I start get all the subs pour in. It's, it's amazing. It, I just made millions of dollars that I should, way. I great. missed today's yeah. show. I'm sorry. No wonder. I should oh, try yeah. that. There's a lot of implied nudity. So much implied nudity. We can all do it right now. All you got to do is put a black bar. Oh, my God. Is that all I have to do? Because I'm trying to get more <laughs> subs, and I'm trying to get more numbers. So, you know, chocolate titties, everybody. <laughs> you head over to the page. You know, we, we'll, we'll get it for you. <laughs> you said black That's... bar, Lance? A black bar? <laughs> I, I did, Say yes. no more. <laughs> the, the, the democratic socialists need to get behind tasteful nudity. And the, yes. then it's... then. Utopia is ours. Bring yeah. back naked news. That's there it. There we go. Yeah. yeah. Listen, yeah. I remember say that. no more. I'll be on next year, baby, 2024. What are we talking about? What are we talking about? <laughs> All the chats are thirsting for titties now. People done. <laughs> I do agree with you, though, uh, Rebecca, on, on taking these people as, as like a joke. Like when I talk about a lot of these, like someone like Tim Pool, for example, I, I don't. Like, I'm not, like, yelling at the camera about Tim Pool. I'm like, this guy's a fucking clown. Like, <laughs> like what does this guy do? But the, the part where where we do, where we should take them seriously is their impact. Like, we can't we can't oh, joke about, like, the power they have yeah. over other people. Yeah. And that's why I think it's necessary to talk about them and to expose their mm -hmm. bullshit. Because mm -hmm. Yeah, it sounds... Not to mention the algorithms, like, all work in their favor. The amount of views these clowns get... Yes. For 
and not even just like Tim. Oh. Not, I found like random right wing channels. I had people I've never heard of before. Has like salty you know, more subs salty than I do. More views. Almost, almost <laughs> like, who is this clown? No, no one knows. Who but salty it's all because they're like this. Fu- it's all just like you know sensationalist right wing propaganda and just automatic views. It's it's it, and that's still like YouTube has gotten better, but that is still yeah. a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, you're right. The oh, algorithm will work for them. Mm-hmm. And yet, at the same time, they're going to scream that that the evil big tech is censoring them when yep. these right wing channels make money hand over. Or the Chinese. Tim Pool's, Tim Pool's like subscription based website, which they're not paying to read the news blogs that his that is that he puts out there. They're paying for the extra episodes of Timcast where he gets to use curse words and you know occasionally advocate. And talk about in and talk about white genocide as if it's a real thing, like that earns back of the napkin math. That earns Tim probably uh, about another four million a year in revenue. That website. Jesus Christ, four million without titties. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. How? Yeah. Listen, it is. the yeah. algorithm works for them. I don't care what anybody says. Um, like I, I always talk about this point. We had somebody who works uh, within, you know, algorithm and tech for these big companies like YouTube, Instagram, Meta. Like, and they talk about how, of course, black women are at the bottom of the list, no matter what content that you're talking about. But if we're talking about anything other than right wing stuff, they put the right wing stuff at the top. They will make sure that will be the next video that you watch, even if it's not, even if it's not you're the subject that you're watching right now doesn't even match that next video. They will put it for you uh to watch next. And that's, you know, they make sure they put that at the forefront. And I've I have an example of that. Uh, mm-hmm. I have a I have a YouTube channel that I just or yeah, an account that I just used for my my son who's two years old is like to watch videos. Mm-hmm. This is a few months ago, but randomly a jordan peterson video and i swear like i don't like we don't watch any political content on this channel on on this page it's all like kid stuff uh the occasional like food thing <laughs> like, like we watched like gordon ramsay once he really enjoyed him but like it just so but jordan like why why is jordan peterson in my feed what did They're i gonna- do to deserve this Anybody, it's wild. They're gonna push it. I told you guys, I know it's so weird, but I told you, I listen to when I go to sleep, I'll listen to like some people listen to rain sounds, people listen to waves. I'll listen to like RB um, or gospel or like neo soul. I wasn't listening to gospel on this particular night. Y'all know how I feel about Sexy Red. Sexy Red, um, what, a few months came out, um, you know, uh, with her alliance with uh, Trump, talking about how she loves them and how they gave money up, da-da-da. And all of a sudden on my gospel channel, I heard this in my sleep, and it was Sexy Red. And I'm like, I'm not, this, I'm tripping. Like, I'm tripping. I've listened to this particular station for years and nothing ever like this happened but all of a sudden they trying to put it in my ear trump is out here paying extra money sprinkling all his supporters and people celebrities and big names and all of that we'll see all that stuff push to the forefront and if you're telling me that these people don't pay their big dollars to get the uh, um all their talking points out there from these it could be the the pages could have been small and they could have been a makeup page. But as soon as they start having these talking points, baby, they're in the algorithm for whatever reason. They used to be talking about, you know, finding a nice dress at Zara. But as soon as they talked about, you know, Donald Trump running for president, how this is going to be the best thing ever for our country, we will see this nobody now in our watch 
next page or whatever the case. They're going to push that in the algorithm. Meanwhile, channels like this um, won't be pushed for whatever reason, because we're not speaking. We don't have those talking points on the show. So should we switch, guys? Should I try to make, you know what I'm saying, do something strange for a piece of change? It depends what your, what your incentive is for doing this. Right. <laughs> if it was to make money, I'd be doing something else a long time ago. Yeah, listen. I, I, I have a question for the group. Did you guys read the letter from uh, Hamish, uh, what's his name, from Substack today in response to all the Substacksers who were asking politely, could you please get the Nazis off your platform? Could you get the white nationalists off your platform? There was, there was Barry Weiss was one of the people yeah. who was like for not having Substack get the Nazis off, right? Wasn't there like a handful of content yes. creators who were like, don't do that? Yeah, they were like, no, you no freedom of speech. Eh, right. Keep the keep everybody, no matter what. So Hamish McKenzie wrote a letter back or response. He wrote a few paragraph response to the, last week. Every Substacker I subscribed to wrote signed this letter saying, please, please, please make the Nazis go away. And his response was, again, the usual boilerplate that it is that one, we believe in giving people a platform to express themselves and that sunlight is the best disinfectant and that if you don't give these people a platform, these ideas fester, all of which is complete and utter horseshit. And what it boils down to for me is that Every single person profiting from these platforms would rather make $1 more and promote the likes of Richard Hanania mm -hmm. and promote, uh, I don't know, pick another like or, pro, or Mike Benz or any of these not at all hidden crypto fascists. If it'll make them $1 more, they'll keep them around. That's the that's the end of it. And if you and there is a political leaning there. It and it's, you know, it's that they they do not care whose the words they publish if it will earn the money. All Substack dollars look the same in the end to them. And that mm -hmm. is yeah. very depressing for me. Um, but not exactly surprised. Yeah, it is depressing because I mean you know, we work hard and we do what we do because we really mean it. Um, and sometimes we don't make no money. Me, most times I don't make a dollar, but I still commit to doing the work, to having the conversations. But these people are getting sponsors, funded, uh, just for having these talking points, for spewing out these things. And it does get a bit frustrating because it's like, you know, why are you funding hate? Why are you funding misinformation? Uh, why are, is the algorithm allowing them to make a living uh, off of um, just spewing out these things uh, with no actual uh, background, no actual statistics, nothing? This is just a talking head. And, um, you know, it sucks. Uh, so, it really does. But the support of the people who are watching, you know, I really appreciate everybody who watches, but they will allow and further and push these people. I, ha I hate it. I hate it. Um, yeah. But and it, and it can be it can be really frustrating. And that's how we see some people who uh, go hard 
um, for the left um, or for like like free thinking and people who are like, hey, you know, we should come together uh, at first. And then all of a sudden we'll wake up one day and we'll see them have these different talking points and we'll see their their content being pushed uh, and everywhere and being and then now they're being paid. Uh, to say these things. Uh, and they do it for money. I believe a lot of times we'll see these people who do switch uh, and we're wondering like, what now, why would they do that? It's because of money. It's because of money and because they get more eyes on them um, and they get more endorsements from uh, the right and they will make sure they're good for life. We just need a, a good free thinker origin story. Like 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 Matt Taibbi says that he got canceled in 2017 and no one read his his book. Because people got mad at him because he was a misogynist creep in Russia at the turn of the century, and so. But it was a fiction. He decided to, it was a fiction. Come on, yeah, it was a it was fictionalized satire. version of him being a. Yes, he was. I'm going to write a book yes. about me being a creep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Weird, right? But Weird. yeah, to you. <laughs> yeah, that's what um, I need. I need some to, kind of event, and then I can. Well, I can really. What I was going to say to your point, though, that's not just a substack problem like one month of the year during pride youtube will suddenly take a lot of really hard stances against all these anti-lgbtq plus bigots like matt walsh for example they'll be or the daily wire in general all other channels they'll be like okay so a lot of them are demonetized this was hate speech clearly and then after pride it kind of just resets to yes uh, matt walsh is being re-monetized he's making by his own accord a hundred thousand dollars a month a hundred thousand dollars a month to spew transphobic bile that actually gets people hurt you know i like you don't really have to look too far than like the uk right now where like you know there's that horrifying tragedy to brianna gay who is this uh young uh you know the teen who was murdered by two other teenagers mm-hmm. the way those two teenagers were talking before they committed that horrifying act of violence was completely beat for beat the same dehumanization you see in uk british tabloid press or uk bigots or you know any of those uk youtube channels all that shit does have a collective effect if you're just mm-hmm. constantly dehumanizing dehumanizing mm-hmm. dehumanizing and then these companies profit off of it and i think you know people have said much better than me that at the end of the day these corporations the cost on society they don't incur that you know like mm-hmm. if you are a polluter and, and you produce pollution and you destroy the environment then at cer- at a certain point you're like you have to be held responsible your company is dumping all this stuff into the environment you did something bad but you don't have to do that as a social media company like that that cost mm-hmm. is passed on to society we have to deal with the consequences mm-hmm. of having these bigots become these massive institutions mm-hmm. look what look what the right does they even fund um the bs we see how kyle rittenhouse right done killed people and um you know spewed out a lot of white nationalists you gotta say killed you gotta say killed or, or he'll sue you <laughs> or, yeah right you know not, not murdered uh, killed <laughs> right and and so here is what we see as soon as he didn't go nowhere got out and was paid oh yeah paid for like straight for life no issues doesn't have to you know n- n- doesn't have to deal with what he did anything Paid and then started and continued to spew out all of this rhetoric that is hurtful. Uh, and a lot of people believe because what he did, they can get away with too. And this is what we're seeing constantly. Uh, they will pay for anybody to be able to uh, be a content creator, to have to have these talking points that are hurtful. Uh, they will make sure that people who do things that are racist as hell, um, you know, who should, they should have, some form like they should be in jail something should be happening they're okay with it they'll make sure they fund them to get out and make sure that they have money for life 
This is this 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 is what the right will do, and it's hurtful. Misinformation. They will make sure that spreads continuously, and people who are um, who will be demonetized. We'll see that for a, a short amount of time. People who are canceled. We'll see that for a short amount of time, but in the next year, in the next few months. We'll see them begin to get money. They'll start a podcast. They'll write a book. People are funding this. And that to me is very detrimental. Like it's very detrimental, but this is America. They will continue to push those things uh, and then say that we are the land of the free. Home of the brave. Mm. I got freedom. Now I got this is America stuck in my head. Mm. What else? <laughs> <laughs> so have you? I know, just heavy, heavy aside. You guys think about, okay, so um, Jonathan Majors. Have you guys seen um, anything surrounding oh, yeah. that? So that's oh, you yeah. know, Jonathan Majors, who you know, civil rights fine. You, you I, I think everybody fine, but civil rights fine over here. But so with hot. this recent, before um, you know, he was found guilty and. Um, I, I was saying how the footage that came out for Jonathan Majors, for those of you who don't know, Jonathan Majors is an actor. Uh, he's been, you know, up and coming. Uh, he was supposed to be, I believe, you guys correct me if I'm wrong. He was like, I wouldn't say up and coming. He's like, he's starring in major films. He's like, you know, he's film. almost he A-list. Yeah. He's the main villain of Marvel or what? Yes. But, and yeah. that not, yeah. not anymore. Right. So um, they dropped him. And so immediately. And so, you know, his uh, his his then partner, Grace, a white woman, um, I say that because that's a big part of his, the story. Um, you know, Grace and him got into an altercation. Um, yeah, they took it to court and um, for assault. And there's a video that came out where it shows him placing her in the car and then and she chasing him down. New York City, I believe it was, uh, for blocks. And there's, I mean, cameras. I mean, every angle you can think of, just everywhere. They're running for blocks. And um, so when I first seen that, I'm like, geez. And there was a, a, a phone call that came out, a recording. Uh, it wasn't a phone call. It was a recording of an argument that she recorded where he told her he wanted to, her to be like Michelle Obama. And I, it wasn't Rosa Parks. It was Harry Tubman. He, nope, it wasn't Harriet Tubman. No. It was. I mean, it, it, it was a weird role play request. Yes, for uh, like your white partner. Martin was it Martin Luther King's wife? I believe it was Coretta yes. Scott King. Okay, yes. Coretta, Coretta Scott, Scott King. King. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. I want. And this is he's talking to a white woman, and he was saying, "I am who I am." And the only way that this is, will work is, you know, if you are more like you got to be more like Coretta Scott King and Michelle Obama. And I found that, I found that real eerie for him to say that to a, a white woman. First of all, that's just me. Um, but I did think like, okay, like you're speaking to her in this way. And at first, I'm like, why is she recording? People have arguments every day. Couples have arguments every day. But then I thought about because I've been in, um, you know, a, a domestic situation myself. And you, when you are feeling like something is about to happen, and I can hear in his tone where he was speaking to her and almost making her feel small. Um, and it's that type of, I need to own you type of, to me, type of voice. Um, he was making her feel that way. And I think of somebody will only record, and I had to go through this in my head. Somebody will only record if they feel threatened. Okay. And a lot of people in my community whom I love so much, uh, we gathered together and, you know, at first it was like another black man down, another black man down. But when you really look at it, I'm like, you know what? No. Um, 
uh, I don't know if that was the case here. I hate to see a black man down. Absolutely hate it. But when somebody is feeling threatened and feeling like, you know, I'm in a relationship where I'm constantly feeling like uh, this person has to own me um, and has to speak to me in this way, it doesn't, it's, it's, it's not good. And there, and he did admit in the recording that there was, you know, there's, we're hostile to each other. You know, I can be a certain kind of way with you. You can be a certain kind of way with me. But do you guys think that because of that, he should have been dropped from or canceled um, from like big movies that he had coming up like Marvel um, and um, the the Rocky series that, that, that they had coming out and stuff like that? Like, do you think that it should have gotten that far? Should he have gotten some kind of grace? Not like his his ex's name, but should he have gotten some kind of, some kind of grace? I would, I would argue he did get a little because when this actually first came out, Disney proceeded to film Loki season two. Um, that was, that was before the video footage or anything came out, but that was when the accusations first came out. So I'd say Disney kind of originally said, we're still going to be on team uh, Jonathan Majors. And then after that stuff came out, that's when they were finally like, we're going to have to replan the, the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I guess, because he's the main villain of the series. Mm-hmm. Or was, I, I should say. Um, that's a really complex question, though, because I was battling yeah. a lot of stuff. I, I actually happen to love Jonathan Majors. I think Me like he's too. incredibly talented. I thought he was Absolutely. like, you know, obscenely beautiful. I was just like, well, this, this is like just one of those powerhouses of a talent. And then mm-hmm. when that news came out, I was like, all right, I'm going to wait and see what happens. But obviously, you don't believe victims. And I want to see uh, where the story goes from there. But there is always that that toss up between like, is is this the intentional targeting of, again, like a famous black celebrity within the entire mm-hmm. structure of a system? Or is this someone who is an abuser uh and then Mm -hmm. we're doing that thing that we always do where you know we suddenly think that well anyone who would accuse someone that famous must be doing it for fame or cloud Mm -hmm. or something like that that's so it's like yeah it's complex Mm -hmm. there's some there's some very good reporting that uh, cheyenne roundtree did for rolling stone um which points to a number of other allegations of Mm -hmm. both physical and emotional abuse that took place Mm -hmm. while majors was a student at yale uh yale drama um And I think, look, with the question of canceling, obviously the first thing that all of these big corporations think is, well, you know, if people think Majors is is guilty and bad for the brand, well, then they won't see our movie, so we're going to do it. But also on another level, you're asking a huge number of people to work with someone and you cannot with any certainty guarantee those people's guarantee all of those other people a safe working environment and i mean they did it with russell brand for a long time yeah they did it with russell brand for a long ass time because he continued to make the money so Mm -hmm. to me yeah it for people who are fans of jonathan major's work you know what I, i think you can still be fans of his work but I think, but I think you also have to take and and it can be disappointing for an artist in any field who you have a connection to on some level, or whose work you admire and appreciate to think actually no, in their personal life they're a bit of a creep. But I think the, the thing it's always worth remembering is that these incidents, alleged incidents, or in this case this this conviction, that doesn't just stay um, compartmentalized in when they when they clock out of the job. And so to me, I I think, well, this person, Jonathan Majors, has some work to do 
to regain the trust of all those other artists and technicians and working people on sets of movies and plays before you can put them back in that environment. And, and my solidarity is always going to be with the workers. And, and to me, right now, if you cannot guarantee their safety, then I think you got to look to a lot of other talented people out there. And, and there and are other talented yeah, people out there. And there are. No, there are. Yeah, so and you bring up that, a great point with that. Thing. Yeah, that's a good that's a good way, a good perspective about it. And I think that there's work that needs to be done there. Um, I don't think this is a one-off. I think there are, I mean, like a lot of other uh, relationships that are probably, you know, between celebrities have gone through this, um, maybe have kept quiet. Um, and from the footage and from the videos and from, I think they both, it was a hostile relationship. Um, and, but at the same time, Jonathan Majors is the actor. And so there's work that definitely needs to be done to gain the trust, to get back anywhere. The conversations that are online, um, I think that I've known and I've seen other actors from back in the day come back from like hell and a oh, lot of Hollywood. Hollywood loves yes. Oh, yeah, they love a story. comeback. Oh, yes. they love it. Robert Downey, your baby. Come Robert on. Downey, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Robert Downey Jr. could not get, could not get, the insurance companies would not cover him to be on he set. He was so and it was high, apparently. He was crawling into strangers' yeah. homes in his mm -hmm. underwear, like just mm -hmm. blasted on cocaine. Mm -hmm. And that man, well, what's just, his name? That's just cool. That <laughs> man named Char Charlie, Charlie something or whatever, and they began to pay him so much, even with his history. Um, but I say this to say, like, white men get a little bit, it's a little bit more, like, I feel like sure. we will never see. There's so many Black actors that, this that have been um convicted of the same thing okay and we ain't never seen them again never um ever I, I can add i can add even white non-binary people because i am astounded how far ezra was allowed like they were in uh, what warner brothers films well long after they had been exposed for doing all this fucked up shit from abducting mm -hmm. like a young indigenous woman mm -hmm. to perhaps grooming her to plying mm -hmm. her with drugs to giving other minors drugs to assaulting people in hawaii it was mm -hmm. like thing after thing after thing that they did and yep. then warner brothers are still like yeah but it, oh, it's the flash it's the best superhero movie ever mm -hmm. come on we need them we need them so bad God, that mm -hmm. movie is so bad and, and so yeah it was so bad it was in so the bad. film industry i feel like and, and i think that's the point i'm trying to make and not, i'm not saying that what jonathan majors did is um is acceptable right but i do think he needs help i think that he needs to get the help um he's he is very talented um i think he was in a hostile relationship um both of them um yeah and and i think she did what she needed to do um and it happened to be with a celebrity. Now, uh, with that being said, in in we see a lot of juxtaposition when it comes to a lot of these actors um, and in, in the film industry. Uh, another issue at hand is like women in the film industry. But when it comes to black and white people, and no matter what the issue is, there's a strong, like it's not the same how they're, they're treated. We know... Um, Taraji P. Henson just recently came out, uh, which her video went viral about her saying how she wanted to quit acting because the low pay. She's like, I'm just so tired of having to work 10,000 jobs. And the person that does nothing for real um, 
gets way more money than me uh, in the, in this industry. Um, she was just talking about that. And a lot of people were twisting her words and saying, well, you're a millionaire. You should be fine with that. And, you know, they look for a lot of these um, people of color, uh, specifically black people who are in the film industry to be a certain kind of way. Uh, they're easily canceled um, and they're they're not paid correctly and they're not supposed to speak about it. They're supposed to get their check and shut up. She was told and she's um, promoting The Color Purple, uh, the new um, uh, remake of The Color Purple, which is produced by Oprah. Um, but we're she just went viral just from having that conversation. And a lot of, um, I saw a lot of white people having something to say about her just saying, Hey, and close to tears. Hey, I don't get paid the same as everybody else. I'm, I'm tired of having to work my whole entire life 10 times harder or be present 10 times more than the next actor who happens to be white and is getting paid $10 million straight. I'm getting $10 million, but it's cut from here to here to here. And when it comes down to me, I get nothing. Um, so people are saying that she was being a little selfish for even bringing that up. But I just say like, I say that to say there's a lot going on and especially them coming from strike and trying to get bounced back. Um, it's just, it's just a really tough space for, for a lot of them. And they're, and it's an uncomfortable place to have these type of conversations about Jonathan Majors and about like what Taraji P. Henson um, is bringing to light. It's super tough. So. I think that we should cancel Mel Gibson forever. That's my take. We need like I don't know why he still gets to make movies. I don't know why he still gets. To <laughs> is he still making award movies? shows? I, I and wait, what was it? What was the the, Christ, the 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 coming of the Christ? What was the movie? The Passion uh, of the Christ. Of the he's making a sequel right now. He's making the second. Making a new one. Oh yeah. There's passion. Is it about? Yeah. What's it about? Him rising? Uh, I'm guessing his <laughs> hatred of the Jewish people, probably like the first one. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna guess it's probably a bit of part of it. Yeah. But like, how how does that guy still go to award shows and is still kind of like, oh yeah, we forgot because they, right? They give yeah. them they can go to rehab, they can go to Jesus, and they can and then they can come back and everybody's like, but they did the work, they did the work. Allow them to continue. No, don't take away. Don't take away from their times. kids' mouth. Right. And then it's a, <laughs> yeah. he's talking about Jesus. Come on. This he would hate the real Jesus. Let's be real. One Jew. So <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Right there. Yeah. yeah he, he ain't even all that white. His eyes probably ain't blue. No. Okay. Got a little curl in his hair. Okay. <laughs> Has everyone on this uh, uh, on this broadcast listened to the? Uh, QAnon Anonymous podcast episode about Jim Caviezel, about Jim oh, Caviezel's yeah. history. I do watch. Oh. I do listen to that podcast. So great podcast. I oh, would... and him, him, and the Sound of Freedom, and all, all that kind of stuff. Like he went free the Sound of Freedom. The mm. <laughs> the best the best. It is a it is an actually they did some journalism and they spoke to a bunch of people who work with Jim Caviezel on on Person of Interest and other. For everyone films. doesn't know he played Jesus in the Passion of the Christ. By the way, that's that's what he's talking right. about. And Jim Caviezel has recently become a QAnon curious. I don't know how you put it, or a full on QAnon appearance. And he was in the sound. He was in the movie Sound of Freedom, but they talked with people who work with Jim Caviezel on a number of different shows. And I think the line that will stick with me forever, in, this is again from a person who worked in, on, on this film, not an actor. Uh, I forget which department they were in, but they, they worked with on this move on, on person of interest. And they described Jim Caviezel as a puppy, but the puppy won't stop talking about Hitler. 
is is the description for Jim Caviezel. <laughs> oh my! Oh my God! Like that, that you would get stuck. Like Jim Caviezel would go up to people in craft services and get really close to their face and start being like, you know, I was reading this thing in Mein Kampf the other day. Like <laughs> that doesn't sound like a puppy. That sounds like a Doberman. No, he's a puppy. Get, get hired for jobs. <laughs> he's a puppy in that acid. like. Like they 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 had to they had to constantly they wouldn't let him drive a car in scenes because Jim Caviezel thought that his character would really try to run over another person's character. He with would a run car. Over. He he would try to run them over with a car. Wow! They had to constantly sub in. Yeah, and they felt like Jim Caviezel at a certain point began to really think that he was an actual FBI agent. Oh gosh. Oh my God! Because well, at least he didn't think he was Jesus, so that's he needed uh... help. <laughs> oh, actually, okay, in, in any case, I, he went method with a, it. <laughs> far be it for me to recommend that's a two-hour-long podcast, but this—it's—it's it's so funny and so awful. I, I, it's. But every time well, they see him, they're like, "Jesus, Jesus!" Is he still acting, or is he—is he done now? He, he like only like sell. freedom. That yeah, but that's movie, like a that's crazy right wing project. Like <laughs> any like normal projects, <laughs> just like uh, crazy right wing project. I'm sure he's still getting gas and stuff. Sure, I'm sure. You know he he's is. still getting the check. Oh my you know god! They got him. There's whatever white Tubi is. I'm pretty sure there's there's that for, for him. <laughs> hey, <laughs> don't knock Tubi. It's streaming. Tubi is ridiculous. I, like, <laughs> Tubi is ridiculous. <laughs> White dude. This is a before we get out of here. Be, before we get out of here, I gotta mention this this story because I Wait, covered is, this. Sorry, is Tubi not a white thing? I watch Tubi. I, I love. Tubi. I don't know anything about. What, 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 it's super. It's, it's, yeah. What is Tubi? Tubi is the so, free Netflix. You just have to watch no, a couple ads when you get no, free Netflix. Really? Even, I know that ain't David sees. Yes. David, go <laughs> and download Tubi on your TV and just watch five minutes of something and you will see what Tubi is. And then come back you next year and we'll talk about so it. so many weird and right, great movies maybe. and it costs nothing. You Poorly just have to watch produ- a bunch of JPS. Production is so poor. You will see the cameraman on <laughs> the side and the cameraman is going from being the cameraman and being an extra. Being a cameraman and being an in the same shot. It's terrible. It's terrible. Wow. We'll talk about well, it next year. I would, I would love to talk about TV. There is this one story I just want to hit on because I covered this today, and this is this was so wild to me. This is uh here. This happened in in uh, St. Louis. St. Louis police filed oh. felony charge against bar PM owner after because they crashed into driver. his bar. Oh, so I heard about this. this. Police and committed officer a hate crime right afterwards. Drove into yeah. So this is this is a, a a gay bar. Drove into this man's bar as they were closing up, and the owner, of course, is angry. Like he didn't. He was angry at the cop. <laughs> he wasn't like, but he got arrested <laughs> for being angry at him. That. The cop made up some story wow. about. Uh, oh, he actually it's hilarious let me if i can find it he you gotta you gotta go. find was, the video footage of the like you could like this is gta shit right oh like, no he intentionally I, yeah smashes that's coming up into it's, the side of the building. Okay. it's coming up but so the uh, co-owner began screaming obscenities i wonder why in the wake of the collision the officer writes that morris struck me hard in the chest with an open hand causing me to temporarily lose my balance <laughs> this is this is the big like this is pure cop bullshit to to kind to try and claim oh i was he assaulted me i almost lost my balance maybe because wow. you were drunk because he also don't 
The cop did not take a breathalyzer, and no it one around him either. Yeah, so he was very likely, or could have been intoxicated. But um, so they. This is here it is. So no one's around. Like it's not like a high speed chase. Oh wait, sorry, no, you're not seeing the top. Here it is. Um, no one's around here. It's just the cop speeds down the road. Wow. And swerves right bam. into his bar. Wow. Bam. <laughs> GTA Six looks fucking and, into the crazy. bar. Into the bar. And right crazy. before that, yeah, right into the bar. And right before that, was he trying to park? <laughs> I don't know what was going on there. Inside, <laughs> want to save money on parking. Right before that, there's a video of of the cop running a red light, and you know the sirens yep. aren't on, aren't on or anything. Go. Wow, it really pisses me off when cops do that too. Right yeah. there, and let just speeding through hits this man's bar. <laughs> Guys charged well, we with the felony. We don't, we don't know that was a red light. That could be one of those, uh, you know, those classic yellow reds, four way green lights that we all know they have. <laughs> yeah. in certain yes, of course, the four way <laughs> greens we're all familiar light. with. Classic. So, no, yeah, but that's that's so crazy to see that and then blame it on, like after no arresting somebody. It's it's all too much. You crash your vehicle. Your vehicle is literally the one that's effed. And now, and was it the bar owner that he was arresting? Yeah, so the, the, the other owner... Our owner and his husband um, were the ones that came out, apparently. Yeah, the other owner was there, and, and apparently there was someone else there filming the whole thing, so they have filmed proving that, that the cop was never struck. But he says the uh, police who came at bar staff aggressively, even beyond the fact they drove an SUV to their business. Pence told uh, RFT here, he was upstairs when the entire building shook due to the crash. He came downstairs to an officer demanding to see his identification. The cop, cr cop crashed into the guy's bar, asks for the bar owner's identification... When Pence, when Pence refused, he was spun around and placed in handcuffs. And Pence said that he was filming the crash scene when three officers went for him. He raised his arm and they said he hit him when that didn't happen. Oh, yeah. and I love he was, the idea uh, that they crashed, they crashed their car into the bar and they walk over to them and they go, a hey, uh, license and registration, please. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible because, you know, and that for me, it's like the abuse of power with cops. We know that police officers always abuse power. Well, they can always abuse their power. And if they choose to, because they're upset that they're being called out, they do not like anybody to call them out. And so now it's, oh, license and registration. I am in my, I'm in my establishment that you yeah. crashed into and you're asking me to do what? And that's, and, and they get targeted. away with it. They're making up a and, story. And of course, they're aided by the judge who ordered that he was held, that he be held without you, you see, cops like, and judges. <laughs> after the cop they destroyed his bar. Justice so, system. The kind of so, shit do that have, do you have cops any get away idea, with. The justice do you have system. any idea how fast your bar was going? <laughs> that's so terrible i really that, that it was apparently like, lower to a misdemeanor theory of relativity so th they are fighting it the bar was moving even if it be lower being lowered to a misdemeanor for and that's not for the cop that's for the bar owners but that that's terrible they should you i was literally living my good life in my establishment you crashed your cop car into my establishment. I checked you for it. And now you turn around and now I am paying the price for what you did. Our justice system yeah. is really messed up.
So this is the uh, the bar owner's lawyer recap of the police statement. Same officer who beat my client decided that the driver had no impairment and wow. didn't need a breathalyzer. Wow. No dash cam on the car. Won't release Oops. the body cam. No Oops. investigation of the crash. No crash Oops. scene photos. Uh, weird. <laughs> weird how that happens. It just stopped. It's working. unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, it's believable, timing. but it's yeah. wild. Mm. But uh, this one. I, to share I that. hate it. That's just that grinds my gear. I hate those type of because why? Why is this person being able to? Because you're a cop. I need to know what the all the evidence. If if it was flipped, you know that per if they if that person crashed in to um, a, a the police department. Yes. <laughs> what like? Can you imagine? I mean, life, honey, under the jail. Okay, <laughs> under the jail. <laughs> so, like, this is what I'm saying. Like, this is, we banish you. <laughs> it's terrible, and and this is this is again, this is America. Why would we even have this type of story? This is dumb. Like, the proof is there, everything is there, but yet a judge says, "You know what? No, we don't talk back to cops. Know your place." I don't like it. Wink in the chat asking what city it was. St. Louis. Yeah. Ah. Mm. Uh, Anyways. They didn't do anything to that cop. That's crazy. No, I mean, not crazy, but that's uh, just an extra cherry on top, I guess, where the cop crashes into the bar for no reason, speeding down the street, going through a red light, hassles the bar owner and arrests him mm -hmm. after asking for their ID. And then Let's other see. cops on the scene don't check why the guy was the guy drunk. Well, what the reason the guy would even crash into the bar was? It's like it's. The statement has now changed apparently. So the police statement also now claims that the officer was changing his radio and oh that caused him to crash. The first one I heard third, was that he saw a third different GTA. explanation. Yeah, from swerving to miss a dog. Did y'all see a dog? I didn't see a dog. Swerve, no dog. There, were not, there was to not see the, the only night. parked car to now the radio. <laughs> It's wow. gonna keep changing. Oh no! Did I say I was trying dog. to swerf to miss a dog? No, I was too <laughs> busy uh, cranking the hog. I'm I sorry. Saved, that's right. <laughs> I saved a dog's life. What's wrong with you? He wow. was changing the radio station to scare away the dog in the road. It makes perfect makes sense. Of course, it yes. <laughs> it all fits. Years ago, so a, a friend of mine had, he gets had a tell. Yeah, years ago, with a, nothing. a friend of mine. Oh, sorry. I'm interrupting. No, no, go ahead. Years ago, a friend of mine quickly had a job um, answering phone calls for the Civilian Complaint Review Board in New York. The Civilian Complaint Review Board is the organization that was set up to, if you want to make a complaint about the police, you can call and file this. And this is how the public's incidents with the police get cataloged. And so the job that my friend had was answering calls from midnight to late a.m. So we would myself and my friend and other friends, we would hang out at this person's job, uh, you know, having fun as 20 somethings too, but also taking these calls. And we would hear these horror stories like this one all night long. And my friend would then type up what this person would tell him about, you know, a cop came into a cop, like stopped me on the street. I got stopped and frisked. I got hassled. I got clubbed on the head. Here's my complaint, write it up. And he would send it off in a computer somewhere. And what my friend said, and 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 my friend did this job for I think about two or three years, and what he said is, only I think five or maybe ten percent of the, the the complaints that he sent to 
the NYPD were even considered, let alone there was some kind of summary judgment on the cops. So it was just people screaming into the void at this failed bureaucracy to try in some way to bring accountability to the New York City police. It's yeah. It, and it, but, you know, it, that if there was lie. no video of this, there likely wouldn't be any recourse, right? No the, the, they would have believed the cop story. That would have been it. Like the, mm -hmm. they're lucky. Yeah. There's multiple angles here of what happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and yeah. that yeah, the cop story would have been it. And even with the angles, the cop story is it. It's still yeah, it's still they're it. Changing it until it's they're changed, changing yeah. and they're like whatever we say is it because it's coming. I from saved the a dog's life. What's wrong with you, monsters? Ain't this no dog. The they're like, yeah. do you see the dog that I seen? And then I was changing the radio, yeah. and, and I crashed into this establishment, and they had the nerve to ask me <laughs> what was wrong with me. Like the what? officer, the and officer they wasted our saw... tax dollars by taking this to court. You see what I'm talking about? it's it's just it's it's i can't and yeah somebody said the blue line is always moving and is that damn it gets thinner and thinner and it moves everywhere it needs to go it's a shapeshifter every single time and then with the cops they will always win they will always and we have evidence right here evidence and they're still saying they they're putting the literally the bar owner through hell and the cop gets to live another day in their job and because of the stress that they went through by being called out. Damn, David, why you bring the story up? It done made me mad. It, the <laughs> officer, the officer saw the build, saw the building, reaching for its waistband, and yes. the cop had to crash the car into the building <laughs> to stop him from getting Comply. whatever was in his waistband. Mm -hmm. The building wasn't complying. The building, <laughs> the building was not, was not complying. Yeah. He had to go through mm -hmm. the red. He had to, he, went, he, he had to go through the red light and crash into the mm -hmm. building. To stop the building from reaching into its waistband. The we also can't had, ignore that, that, this was a, <laughs> that this was a gay bar. And I feel like that may have something to do with this as well. And the, the cops, I don't know, their their willingness mm. to, uh, yeah. like, you know, to mm -hmm. kind of go as after As soon as they witnessed what bar, they, had, they were like, oh, new people. people. Yeah. 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 It's giving that for sure. Oof. All right. Well, it is 1030. It's 1030. You know, we're not here for a long time, but we're here for a good time, David. <laughs> you already know. <laughs> all right, Bobby, well. thank you so much for joining us tonight and and uh, discussing all the various we should, things. We should reiterate two things. One, you're allowed to stay as long as you want. The Super Chats are basically just us reading them out and, and answering them. Uh, so if you're having a fun time, stay as long as you want. Uh, yeah. Myself, don't Rebecca feel bad, usually though, peace out them. right away. Oh, I'm out <laughs> here. I got, I got <laughs> Rebecca's out. Lance is probably out. David's right behind I got some this time. Yeah. yeah. I got a 95. And one, one oh, time and I'm able to rock with y'all. We'll, I'll rock with y'all for like 30 more minutes when I get free. But I'm, I'm working a nine to five capitalism. Don't okay? donate twice as much money so Rebecca can stay longer. Yeah. Right. Right. Listen, yes. yeah, I know what to do. And then, you know, like we're, we're I'm really appreciative of everybody who has been following. Um, I'm, I've been stealing all of you guys' subscribers. And I want to continue to do that. So y'all know where to go. That's at Rebecca Azor on YouTube. I see. All, I told you, I see all the subscribers. Y'all got y'all got them. Okay, so come over and subscribe to my channel as well. It definitely helps push the channel. Um, and I appreciate you guys. It helps push me into the algorithm a little bit, like, you know, a little bit. So it definitely um, helps to do that. Now, I know we're getting to the um, time to read the um, 
the super chats. And I know you might stay a little bit, Bobby. You're giving that energy. But before I go, people who are watching on my channel, like tell people where they can reach you, Bobby, where they can follow you or reach you. Oh, God, you can follow me on the bad website. Uh, I'm still there <laughs> at uh, B-O-B-S-A, Bob Sayetta. And uh, if, if things get really wild after dark, I'll tell the story about where that name comes from. Um, B-O-B-S-A-I-E-T-T-A, Bob Sayeta on Twitter. Um, I'm also on all, just look for Robert Silverman on any of your other favorite so, uh, social platforms. You can find me there. You can read my work in the Daily Beast. I've got another story coming, I think, in two weeks uh, about a, uh, 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 some scoops. And uh, I'm going to remain coy about the subject, but there should be something coming soon. Good, good. We definitely follow you and your work uh, on the Daily Beast. Um, I'm going to go ahead and read my little, uh, not my little, but my, my super chats, okay? <laughs> and, I'm, and then I'm going to bed. Um, so we'll start off with Cass. Cass. Thank you um, for your super chat. What Haitian dish would you recommend for someone who never tried Haitian cuisine? I am Haitian. For those of you guys who don't know, um, for somebody who's never tried, I always go with du cole and griot, and we call that um, du complet, um, where you have rice and beans or rice and peas or your rice of your choosing, and then you have a meat, which could be um, fried pork, fried goats, fried chicken, um, and you'll have a sauce, which is with that with it as well, and then you have pickles, which is like a spicy it looks like coleslaw, but it's spicy, and you can eat it with it, and it's so good. Okay, that sounds the really best good. in the Caribbean. Yeah. Okay? What's the sauce like? What kind of it's, sauce is it? It's like a um. So for the chicken there or the meat, there's like a sauce that they make, and I think you know Americans call it like a stew. We'll pour it on there. I don't know. It's like um, I don't know how to explain it, but uh, it's a really it's good sauce, like a red right? tomato like sauce. But the the pickles, which is the um coleslaw that you eat with like um plantains or even with the rice. Um, that's like, it's like peppers. Um, it could be onions. It depends on where you're from in Haiti, but it's that it's a spicy and vinegary type, um, um, cold slaw. Um, and you eat it with the food and it's really, really good. So wherever you go, ask them for Julie complet and they will give you that Julie complet and it's really good. So, um, next up is, uh, Parker, thank you so much. Asking, did any of you guys see DC Mayor Muriel Bowser having a ceasefire, having ceasefire protesters chant during her speech, and she broke out singing to this little light of mine? I did not. No, didn't see it. Whoa, that's a lot. I didn't. I did not see it. That's a lot. I will look it up now, though. Yeah, that's that's crazy. I want. I want to look at that too. What did she? I'm I'm confused about what she intended to say by singing that song. Granted, this I'm Muriel Bowser being told of this story with now. So, uh, I don't just to distract, I guess, from the chance. It doesn't very bizarre reaction. It doesn't sound like solidarity. Or an expression. No, that's of, not, that's, no. I'm not no. getting it that it's solidarity here. No, I'm I, getting I think that it's, it was it, a discussion. Yeah. To try well, correct to me if out, I'm I wrong, guess, Parker. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but Andrew S., thank you so much for your super chat. Logan Hill, 
asking what to be movie were you referencing? Uh, you're you are hilarious and glad you are here for a good time or a long time. No, it was just a good time, not a long time. And the to be movie I was ref referencing was all of them, all of mm -hmm. them, each and every one of them. You're gonna see something ridiculous. The extras are doing the most. The camera person is actually the main character. It's just all of the Tubi movies. Uh, those are the ones I was referencing to. So those are all my super chats for the evening. I love you guys so much. It is our last before time. you Before you leave, Rebecca, yeah. I, it's hard for me to tell. Are you wearing a salt and pepper shirt? Not salt and pepper. It's TLC. It's oh, a TLC. It's a t-shirt so, dress, right, cool. but it's TLC. See, TLC. And it's nice. everybody in TLC um, on this one. This is a, a, a t-shirt dress. But yes, it's a t-shirt dress. It's TLC. It's not salt and pepper, but I need to get salt and pepper. And if I find it, I'm a rocket. Um, <laughs> but yes, thank you guys for um, rocking with me this yeah, evening. True. It is our last. Um, my, this is our last show for the for the year, right? You guys. Look. Yeah, I think. Okay, so. good. Last show for the year. We're going on a holiday break, so I will see you guys in 2024. You guys can still watch and support over on my channel at Rebecca Lazor. And you guys, I'm not um, like it or not either. We are um, on a holiday break as well. So no show this Saturday. Okay, make sure you guys follow again, like, and subscribe because that means a lot. If you want to donate to your girl, Becca's Voice on Cash App. And if you go over to the page right now, you'll see other links on how you can support. I love all of you guys. I mean it. Nice to meet you, Bobby. And I'll see you guys in the new year. Happy holidays. Happy new year. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Oh, boy. I've been... Uh... Die in this episode, guys. I'm I really know, sick. I know. I feel bad. How, how are you? Like, I know you're straight <laughs> know. edge. But this is the one example. You, or sorry, the one time you're able to socially acceptably be wrecked. Like, you could be on all the best stuff: Dayquil, Nyquil, all, oh, yeah, all of those like, pseudoephedrines. I, and... I do take medicine. Yes, I've been taking. Oh, okay. Lots of okay. So, okay. Mm, so you're one of those fake straight edges, then? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. No, yeah. I, I, I believe that you're wearing I can a dare take, shirt. <laughs> I can take modern medicine to help myself. Yes, I believe. <laughs> but that's drugs. You're on drugs, baby. Enjoy the drugs. Oh, that's, that's, I'm, that's I'm anti. Uh, He's anti harmful fun drugs. or abusive yeah. drugs. Yes. There we oh, go. those are very harmful and abuseful. A lot of, a lot of people have problems with pseudoephedrine. Come on, well, you, you can, you can oh, yeah. abuse Let's them, but you can take them yes. regularly. Like you can't, you can't just be like, oh, I'm going to safely take some cocaine. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I guess you can, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no comment. If you know what you're doing, right? Sure. <laughs> Maybe, do some back crack in the day before, safely. Yeah, I guess. Before yeah. it got chopped okay, up. Yeah, yeah. On that I agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying. Stepped on you know what I'm stuff. Saying. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Everything's dangerous now. All all the things you were told when you were a kid, now it's true about drugs. Drugs are actually very dangerous and can kill you. Don't don't buy drugs off the street, kids. They are horrifyingly bad for you. Get it tested, harm reduction, don't use alone, get a naloxone kit, all that stuff. It's crucial. Save lives. Do it. Don't do drugs. I don't do drugs. Unless I'm sick, then I take medicine. But otherwise, then he's, I don't then he's gacked out. He's just having a time, you know. No, actually, I, 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 I'm gonna take Nyquil when I'm done because with this show. Oh I'm hell yeah, to, baby! Nyquil's I'm gonna eat the sleep. Drug. I, I, love I, that I drug. was. Good I did drug. two nights without Nyquil. We didn't have Nyquil, and I did two nights without Nyquil, and it was like I was. You look miserable. tired now, though. You could probably just fall I was, asleep. I was miserable. Yeah, you might not well, need the Nyquil. Well, the Sounds reason like I'm Nyquil been, junkie. The reason I've been rubbing my eye this whole episode is all of a sudden I don't know if I have an eye infection or there's something in my eyeball, but my eye is like killing me right now. I'm oh, not tired yeah. because of that. Like, I, my you don't have to go, stay here. All your super chats can go to me. You know, it's a, you not, can leave. No, I, I, you know, <laughs> your you mother, know me. I do it for the people. I do it for the people. Don't don't touch your eye. <laughs> yeah, maybe don't stop touch rubbing my eye, baby. Right? Yeah. Well, here's the first question. 
This for me? I assume, unless some are for Mike, which are, is going to be really annoying if anyone gave money to Mike. If anyone <laughs> gave money to... to Mike. All right, this is for me. For Resto in the Super Chat. Not... <coughs> oh, my, if I could even get through this. Not on topic, but Matt might be interested. Stanford just found a major AI model was specifically trained on CP. Really? You, uh, child abuse material, right, right. Yes. I sent the article via Skype. Yeah, I had seen this. Um what this is going to be a major issue for a lot of these uh, AI models. Um, I I would not be surprised if they find that a lot of them uh, were trained on thousands of. Matt's freezing. It's not a good day yeah, for you Matt. Just, you just knocked out. I, I know what not, you're about to say. Not though. A good day. Yeah, uh, there he's back, back now. <laughs> you're yeah, back, you're yeah. back. I don't know what's going on. Maybe my internet's sick too. Um, <laughs> it would not surprise me if we find out that there are that almost all of these AI models have been trained on child sexual abuse material because um, it's very clear if you see what some people are generating with this stuff that it's uh, it's it's trained on this data these images. Um, yes, Jesus. so uh, this was uh, I think it was Stable Diffusion or I can't remember which one, but I, I want to say Stable Diffusion. <laughs> Um, it starts was, with an they, L. Um, I know that it, it's like LARPy or Loopy or something like that. I think. Let me just. I would also recommend. I think for, didn't four hundred four media break this story? This is this another yes. worker owned uh, journalistic publication, which I would highly recommend to everyone listening. They are yeah, worth it, your it, subscription it, dollars. They break story after story after yeah. story. It, it's inc they do incredible, valuable reporting and definitely so, so we're both your, we're, your monthly we're, we're both right here uh the data set was called laion 5b and it is used yeah. by stable diffusion creator stability ai and they found that it included at least 1679 illegal images scraped from social media posts and popular adult websites um that consist of child abuse imagery um it's a lot uh i would not be surprised if this is within almost all of these rampant models i i, just, I don't see how you could how could you just scraping up everything I mean, they're just scraping up all this yeah. data on the web billions of of data points they're of course they're going to grab this stuff and of course they're not going to figure out that it's there because it's so much to look through and sift right. through that doesn't give doesn't i'm not saying that doesn't give them responsibility responsibilities on them to figure out how to do it but I'm just saying why this is happening, because this is how these models work. They don't like it's just the astounding how much data from all over the Internet. Except for Brock, which is actually these. just Elon sitting at his computer answering every single question. <laughs> <laughs> even, though, even, even though even the ones that say that he had a, 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 a relationship with uh, Jeff Epstein. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. People, people asked uh, Grok about Elon Musk and Jeff Epstein, and there was like a, a output a really funny uh, response. where Grok was like, oh, yes, they were great friends. <laughs> oh, my God. I missed that. Yeah, it's funny. Matt, here's one from your mom who oh, lives in Tokyo, apparently. Oh, Tokyo Hans with the membership super chat. Matt is sick, everyone. Make sure to send in as many super chats as you can to show your support. Thanks, Mrs. It's Bender. Better than rest. Uh, please do do please do send those super chats in, but with no comment because I would like to not read them. But I will take the money. There you go. 
Usually I'd be happy to be here all, all night taking your, your questions, but I don't think I could do it today. We'll try to run through them. Lawn Gnomes, happy holidays. What's your favorite piece of media favorite piece of media based in your uh, respective hometowns? Uh, for me, probably super bad. <coughs> oh, like a like a show or movie that was based in my home. I assume that's what it meant, right? It's rough for me. Not many films are based in New York. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah I got the same problem. Can't think of it. Uh, <laughs> no, to... Took me a couple seconds there. I, I, <laughs> I don't know for me. I mean, there's, there really isn't a whole... I'm sure there's something in Toronto that I really like that I just can't think of right now. Uh, I mean, if, we want to, if we want to talk about a uh, holiday piece Scott of media Pilgrim. based in downtown. Yeah, but... Uh, Scott Pilgrim okay, is based I'll, in Toronto. Must I admit I've never seen it? Oh, it's fun. <laughs> I've it's never fun. seen Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. It, it, it seems fun. fun movie. It, it's it not looks a nice. It's not a must. I just not, not. I'm just not. Yeah, I'm not sure if I would be into it. Like I like how it looks. It looks cool, but I'm not sure if I like it. Um, I'll say if it's a holiday know. piece of media based in my respective hometown, I will go with Home Alone Two. I it's something about that movie. Okay. Makes you feel so Christmassy and New York. I love it. It's great. It is. A, and, and Donald Trump's in it, and too. And Trump's so. in it. Yeah. So you <laughs> get perfect. everything. It's a perfect movie. Really elevates it. Yeah. Uh, Venetia with a 10 year, uh, pound super chat. Thank Pounds. you, Venetia. Get well soon, Matt. Thank you for being here to entertain us, even when you are convalescing. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I, I, I think she me meant well convulsing. <laughs> oh, this is for me. Uh, Tokyo Hans with a super chat. Do Canadians celebrate Christmas like in the U.S. or is it on a different day like Thanksgiving? Yeah, Jesus was born on a different day in Canada. <laughs> yeah, true. He was born on the the twenty seventh, actually. Yeah, Canadian Jesus. Is this for me? Oh, yeah. No way. Kuya Demon with a super chat. Can I get a pre B day shout out? It's on Sunday. Happy birthday. There you go. No, happy birthday, really. <laughs> happy birthday, Kuya. Kuya That's Demon. awesome. Happy birthday. What a, what a great day to have a birthday. No, what a terrible day to have a birthday, actually. That's Christmas a terrible Eve. day. Terrible Classic day. Classic binder. <laughs> yeah, bad. you get you get totally totally lose out on two different days of gifts. It's just like one like melded together mega day. That's of- true. Great for parents though. Save a lot of money. Uh, Jay Cass with a super chat. Hey, Binder, your buddy Deepak beat you to Cameo. Uh, is David Pakman on Cameo now? Ooh, jeez. I got to get on there. I got I to do some Cameos. Like this. I should do Cameos like this. Yeah. Miserable. <laughs> They're yes. authentic. It would work. Pay a sick friend. Oh, to... wait, read, that's <laughs> Rebecca's. This one's not uh, for me. This one is for me. Law Gnomes, $10, thank you, says we're in an era of politician politician celebrities. Will we start seeing judges as celebrities? <laughs> Which judge ruling over one of Trump's cases get a token or serious proposal to be the next SCOTUS nominee? Uh, I, there's just, I don't think so. I, if your question is serious, I don't think so because I don't really get this, the screen time that politicians do. Also, but, don't um, judges need to have a license to practice law to be uh, even considered to be a judge, right? No? Am I wrong here? Yeah, but there's a lot of dipshits who are who are judges. <laughs> it doesn't really prevent no, them from no, being a dipshit. No, I know, but that, that seems to be like, a, oh, judges as celebrities. I read it backwards. I thought celebrities as judges, like how Donald Trump became president. Oh, okay. Like celebrities <laughs> would somehow become. 
Yeah, that'd be funny. Like Just Judge like... Reinhold gets to be a real <laughs> like, judge or something. Like like Supreme Court yeah. Justice, I don't know, uh, Kim Kardashian or something. Yeah. Well, I mean, she didn't she get a <laughs> didn't she pass the bar? Right, that could happen. Who knows? Did she? Oh, I don't know about that. Wow, congratulations <laughs> to her. Um, Tokyo Hans with Super Chat. Right. Mayor Adams, please describe New York with one word for 2023. Adams, kebab. I mean, at least... <laughs> That'd be an improvement. I, yeah, that would have been an improvement. It would be that an improvement. The, we, Were you here I, for that clip? If, oh, we showed it earlier. Yeah, we showed it earlier. Bob. Oh, yeah. It was just No, but amazing. I know it. I know. I, it's in my heart. <laughs> the, the, there was a great tweet about uh, Eric Adams, and I'm paraphrasing, and I'm forgetting who wrote it, but it was that all throughout the Democratic primary in New York City, people were saying, see, you... You don't understand. Here's what a real down-to-earth uh, Democratic politician who's in touch with the needs of his constituents looks like. And once Aaron Adams gets into audience, he gets into office. He starts saying, saying things like "leprechauns are real," and I'm going to cook one. And that, to me, is a, a really great way of summing up the Eric Adams experience. <laughs> oh my god! Well, every day, uh, come to New York City, baby. Every day could be a 9/11. <laughs> every day, <laughs> or you could. Or you could uh, or open a business. Rats or animals here. Yeah. <laughs> what hotel you want to stay at? I'll let you know if it's tall enough to be hit by a plane. <laughs> yeah. just, I'm just here letting my haters be my waiters. That's what I'm doing all the time. He's, just, he's, he's so unbelievable. I, I, I will always love his response to when the, the this turkey scandal came out. And he was like, I just got to say, uh, where there's smoke, there's not always fire. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> uh, yes, actually, where there's smoke, there is fire. I, I voted for Maya Wiley. I, I condemn Hamas I and I voted for Maya, Maya Wiley. That's all I'm saying. I did too. Yeah. Oh, this this is yours, too? I think. Jeez. I believe so. For resto, uh, did you guys seem to go to this year's 9-11 reenactment? I heard it was fire. Eric Adams seems to think so anyway. YouTube <laughs> blocked the real spelling. Oh, really? New YouTube blocks 9-11? Hmm. No, really? I think like I think they experience. add like a, one of those w wiki things underneath if you mention it. Like, like with COVID, it adds like a wiki oh, paragraph underneath your... Underneath your, your video, huh. I, I just can't believe. Like, what goes through someone's mind to bring that up when you're trying to talk positively, positively about the city you you live in? Uh, I mean, the city you were mayor of. Just such a bizarre guy. It's like I, he's honestly, not from New York. Honestly, honestly, like it's like because, he, he's like from out of state, and like that. The first thing he thinks well, of is like we nine. We well, New York nine eleven. <laughs> I, I don't think we actually truly know if he is based in. He might be in, uh, in New Jersey. We, in New we Jersey. don't know if he's based oh, in the well, planet Earth. Jersey, right? Okay. Oh no. Right. I, I honestly, knowing his weird personality, I honestly can picture him looking at nine eleven as like seriously him being like only in New York, baby. Like, like looking at it as like New York is so was, special. Only, only that could happen in New York. There was a moment during the campaign, and this is the thing where where I was I, I was astounded that anyone was voting for him. Where they asked him what his favorite rock concert or you know concert going experience was, and his answer was one, a lie, and two, insane. It was that his favorite rock, like his favorite live music experience was seeing Curtis Mayfield play on the night he died. Hmm. That was Eric what? Adams's answer. Yes. 
didn't, didn't and it's why because Eric Adams died before the show started. So did. he didn't hear any actual music, but that was the answer that he gave. So he didn't go to that That's concert so probably. And it's still, why would you think that? Why? How? I am a, his, it's like, his mind. Like, how would he think that he would get away with it? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> True. What, one of my I guess favorite, he assumed he didn't like, Adams, oh, was diabetes. He did. One of my favorite Eric Adams moments was on the campaign trail was um, a, a Jewish outlet interviewed him. And asked him um, uh, if he ever visited Israel or something like that. And uh, this is on video. And Eric Adams is like, oh, yeah, I've, uh, I love, in fact, I want to retire to Israel. I want to retire there when I'm, I'm done uh, with, uh, you know, when I'm, I'm, I'm older. And the interviewer is like, oh, really? Where, do you, where, did you, where did you go? Like, where would you picture yourself settling down in Israel? And Eric Adams says, the Golan Heights. That's right. The occupied part of Syria. <laughs> this sounds like Trump. Like this and, the kind of and thing the Trump interviewer, the interview, they, they show, they're showing the interviewer side by side, and when Eric Adams says Golan Heights, the guy like goes from like the like the like the, the you know like you're, you're smiling. He goes from just like to like. <laughs> what pray tell is Aleppo? <laughs> it's, 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 you, you can't compare anyone to Trump because. Trump is sui generis, and and mm -hmm. it's a hack comparison, yes. But I do think there are ways in which Eric Adams is his habit of lying about things that he does not need to lie about, and then coming up with lies that make him sound completely insane is incredibly Trumpian, which is yeah, why that's I'm sure. Getting or Santosian. I think it's more Santosian. Yeah. Santos yes. does it with grace. Yes, You're sampling <laughs> the terroir of lies. And, and, yes. yes. <laughs> Santos like embraces the moment. Like he he mm -hmm. he loves lying. Like he he yes. knows he's a liar. He's in, he enjoys lying. Whereas like mm -hmm. Trump thinks he's getting away with it. As does mm -hmm. sounds like Eric Adams thinks he's getting. Yeah, away with it. we we might regret getting rid of George Santos. Did you see who Republicans have uh, put up I did, for, yeah. to run in that district? Um, a a uh, Ethiop uh, a Israeli Ethiopian woman who has never run for office before, who served in the IDF. Um, who has claimed that she will, um, if if she's elected, she will uh, work for both the people in her district and the people of Israel. This is someone who says this is how they would be a U.S. congressperson. Do that? They would act in the interest that? of Israel. Uh, that's what their goal is as a U.S. congressperson. Well, at least that's one person being honest. As opposed to some of the other people in Congress. Least, if, if she's elected, my answer I will... to that is we have Richie Torres at home. You know, <laughs> yeah. we've done this already. Oh my God, Richie Torres is—he's as bad as Fetterman is, if not worse. I know. I find uh, Fetterman. I, worse. I heard that the Republicans nominated a uh, a sentient gun that only says racist things, and he's polling quite well. <laughs> <in that. laughs> yes. Bender? I mean, anybody could say this, but... Oh, yeah, is this for me? Uh, Mr. Houston, uh, rest in peace, Brianna Gay. Uh, yes, this is rest the... Rest in um, peace, absolutely. The, the trans woman in the UK, the trans teen in the UK who was, was killed. She was stabbed to death by uh, her classmates in a anti-trans attack. And um, I, I saw that the, the trial with the two students, who her two classmates who murdered her, um, they were found guilty yesterday. 
Um, the information came out that, that clearly shows was an anti-trans attack. Yes, the classmates were looking to murder somebody, and they had a few classmates in mind as their victim, but then they ended up deciding to, they ended up choosing to uh, target um, Brianna because uh, according to one of them, they wanted to sa see, they wanted to hear if Brianna would scream like a man or a woman. And then throughout their, throughout their conversations, one of the teens would refer to her constantly as it. It, it, it. So it was very clearly a targeted attack on her. Their defense her on trans. both sides was blaming the other teen, saying, oh, it wasn't me who wanted to kill her. It was uh, the other teenager. And then the other teenager used that as their defense right in the other direction. But when you read the actual logs of the things they were sending to each other, you can see how effective UK like press has been at dehumanizing trans people. Like, How does it get to like 16-year-olds talking this way and acting this way and actually acting out these horrifying fantasies? It's, it's just genuinely sad and fucked and and from well, from what i understand too the, apparently fans. the media apparently the yeah. media covered this completely wrong too where they were they were acting like the the narrative the narrative was she was like the loner who was constantly bullied or whatever and according to what's been coming out that's the that's not true actually she was a very no. popular she was a very popular student all of her classmates um loved her she had lots of friends there was no issue with the women, with the the, the young uh, girls in her class, for her being a, a you know a trans teen, a trans uh, woman. Like the press would try to make out, you know, that oh we got to protect the the poor, the poor girls from from you know these trans people. No, they 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 loved her. She was very well liked, and um, these two teens decided to target her because of who she was. Oh my gosh, some bees. Again, I'm not. I'm not saying that made her, but like this, this is there was this there was this 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 narrative that like oh she was trans, so she must have been a, like not well liked or alone and and like you know someone yeah. who wasn't uh, who was regularly bullied, but that was not the case. Um, you know, uh, just to, to to destroy that trope against trans people as well. I I don't know if any of you took some time earlier this week to watch uh, the 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 TPUSA festival that was held over the weekend. And if you did, I watched I, Roseanne bars and I watched Ted Cruz, oh James O'Keefe's too. Yeah. I've seen yeah. You guys have yeah, a high I tolerance. Watched... I, I can't. Oh yeah. I watched, I watched a bunch of Jason, <laughs> I watched I, Jason I Whitlock's live. speech was really a real barn burn. Anyway, I watched no, I and they all to a man and to a woman, no matter who was talking they found a way to pivot into taking shots and belittling and and saying horrible things about trans people for no other reason than it was used as a yeah. punchline in the middle of a, a middle of a tight 20. It was just mm -hmm. I'm sitting there and I'm watching and I'm going, you people on stage and everyone in the audience and everyone watching at home, odds are you're never going to meet a trans person in your life. The only trans person you've even heard of is Blair White and Dylan Mulvaney. Those are the two trans people you could name. And just sitting there, I'm like, you know, we the the entirety of human history has has made it clear that you don't need to have any actual face-to-face -face interactions with whatever the other du jour is. But my God, spend like 
it it is so disconnected from reality. I'm sitting there like, you are fearing a population that is one minuscule and two has is already beset by so many obstacles. They are not. This is not a demon out to destroy you. They they will you will not even see them in your life. Like what? Where did you get? How did we get to this? I'm baffled by it. And yet, I, you know, on one level, I understand. And the other level, I was just like, I just wanted to grab them all by the trigger and be like, get a grip. This is so deranged. I, it, and yet, I, yeah, it's completely it. deranged. You know. The obsession is, is completely insane. Yeah. And it's just a financial incentive or it's yeah. a laugh. Oh, absolutely. It's, mm-hmm. it's repugnant beyond belief. Anyways, weird transition here, but uh, here we go. Merry Christmas <laughs> and happy holidays to all. <laughs> Split 10 to each of you. I don't know how to separate it. It would only let me do 20 or 50, so I guess the last 10 can go to Mike. Have a happy new year. All the best to you folks. Uh, yeah, I'll get back to you on that. Thank you so much <laughs> <laughs> for the super chat. Very generous. George. Send Super Chat saying, honestly, should have seen this turn coming from Fetterman. He waffled hard on Medicare for all when he was running for Senate. He Well, to be uh, not fair, but like Fetterman was very pro-Israel before he was elected. Like he, yeah. There was one article with him, one interview with him where he was very clear in his position. But at the time, me, like I, I and others thought that he was doing, doing it for the same reason that a lot of politicians do, which is to simply avoid, you know, the the APAC money being used against him and that once yeah. he's in, he's either he's likely not going to be a fighter if he's doing an interview like that. But, you know, maybe he would still do the right thing, but it's clear now, you know, that he's just a complete piece of trash. So it's, it's really hard to, uh, to see how hard he's turned. My, yeah. I've so, I'm so out on Fetterman. I'm like, put on a goddamn suit. You bastard. You look like (laughs) if you dressed like I was defending him before, and I'm like, you know what? No, you slob. No, (laughs) no. Sorry, I was like, oh, these 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 pretensions of high society and a a holder of the Senate must wear bespoke suits at all times. I was like, oh God, look at this anti look at this actual look at the anti populism revealing itself. And now I was wrong. Put on a tie, (laughs) motherfucker. You look like shit. Oh, it's also for me. Uh, Buddha Mouse Emporium. Thank you for your super chat. It says, just wishing you all a wonderful holiday season and the wish from some positive uh, for some positive change in 2024. I love you all so much. Thank you for what you do. Thank you so much for the kind message and uh, happy holidays to you as well. I was still muted from my coughing. Uh, for Resto with super chat, bro stroked so hard. He became a Republican. I'm not sure what you're talking about. What are you talking about here? Oh, 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 oh. oh. He means I was not, stroked, I was, stroked oh. out. Stroked so hard. Yeah, I was I was thinking about like, is he talking about the cop driving the car? Like, <laughs> Yeah, I was, I was, yeah, oh boy. Well, that's, that's quite a position. Um, is this for me too? Let me see. This is for me. Jay, oh no, it's for you, right? Jay Cass, thank you for your super chat and make me pronounce all these words I will not pronounce properly. Tonight it's uh, Al Pastor Quesadilla with pa- Papa's con 
Whiter. I grew up learning. I grew up learning French, not Spanish. <laughs> so this is all foreign to me. <laughs> Conchile and uh, uh, crema fresca. There you go. For dessert, it's churros with some fresh uh, horchata, horchata to wash it all down. So horchata. good. Horchata is delicious. I love the food. I cannot pronounce the names. I'm sorry. <laughs> there you go. This is also for you, I think. It's not for me. Are you sure? Oh no, it is for me. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sir Lava with a super chat. YouTube doesn't want competitors to spin up based on significant excluded market on a significant excluded market. It's Google monopolism fueling fascist content. This is the discussion before about the algorithm um, pushing the right wing content. Um, I, I don't mean, know I what's fueling it, I just, but it's. I, I just yeah. think it's uh, the the the, the cont- reactionary content. Yeah. Uh, just does better. It just you know I, I hate to say it, but um, you know our our audience isn't uh, fanatics in the way that right wing audiences are. Like they have their their influencers, and they completely give their entire life to watching their content 24-7 in ways that I don't think there's that many on the left. Like, what, Hassan's audience? Uh, if you want to talk about, like, a hardcore fan base, like, that's it. I can't think of anyone who has any anything like what the entire Daily Wire roster has. Yeah. Yeah. This is for you. Uh, Jay Cass, I made some roasted corn salsa tonight as well and randomly wondered if this corn I bought might have come from Kowalski's farm. I don't know, Kowalski, you on? Did your, uh, well, yeah. I, don't, I don't know what kind of corn I see you Kowalski bought, coming so I can't up. ask him. So he's definitely on. Uh, uh, Seth oh, Wade, wild. thank you. I play music at the St. Louis bar. The cops ran it. What? No way. Thanks for covering this story, David. Bar PM is a gay bar and the owners deal with all sorts of hate BS. Wow. wow. What are the chances? <laughs> if Mayor awesome. Eric cool. Adams was the mayor of St. Louis, he'd be like, I love St. Louis. It's the best. One day you can be playing music at a gay bar. Another time a cop, a cop car come ramming right into it. It's a great city. Greatest city on the planet. I love it. <laughs> yes. The word of the year is St. Louis. <laughs> New York. He at least could have chose one word. Like, at least get one part of the answer properly. <laughs> I, I also love how time. you're right. Yeah. He, but, but the weird thing, it was one word about to describe this year in New York, and he goes, "Uh, New York." Yeah, it, it's <laughs> New York. It's like it's like the kid in class who just doesn't listen and you know gives the dumbest answer on the test. It, it's just a weird response. Oh, you guys are looping. Parker. Yes. Yeah, we read this already. Oh, sorry. I can, yes, yes. I can, read, I can read some of mine. I haven't gone through any of them yet, David. If you're... Oh, I don't know you're getting any. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, Jay Cass with a very generous $10. Hey, Lance, just wondering when you will start streaming Topless on Twitch. I did a nude stream today already, uh, and all you got to do is put black cubes and bars over your body, and that uh, that qualifies as nudity. So just tips for the rest of you if you guys want to earn some extra cash. Um, Soul Life, thank you for the two gifted memberships. Very generous of you. My dogs are goth with the ten dollars. Merry Christmas, Lens. Thanks for edu- t- entertaining and educating us, uh, and the rest of the leftist mafia team. Uh, or an F with the five hundred yen. Happy holidays to all of you, and hoping for another Thought Slime and Surfs uh, collaboration. Uh, I will definitely be working on that in the next year. Soul Life, thank you for the other gifted sub Prairie Fire. I found a progressive Fetterman double. Now what? 
Um, and then Charlie uh, Jinmer with the $5 saying, Cops sensed fentanyl in the trunk of the parked car and had to swerve to avoid contact. Mary Gamus. And true. Could have killed him. It's true. <laughs> That's a funny one. Uh, Jcast, David, could you give the super chat to Matt so we can give it to Mike so we can give it to Kowalski for, as appreciation for the corn? Gracias. <laughs> yes, I will definitely do that. Zero PE, there's a documentary called Do Not Resist where cops are sent to a conference where they are then told to do stuff like this to civilians. Hmm. Mm. I've, like I've that. seen that i've seen that police training yeah. uh, manual that's basically got like hitler quotes in it and other shit like that but i mean i think the most conclusive evidence you need is talking to a lot of cops who advocate for like ex-cops who advocate for abolition who will tell you that like the biggest problem with the way police are trained is that they don't do conflict uh, de-escalation everything is usually primarily focused on self-defense uh, above all else so your life is is in danger you have to be able to strike before you're struck that just reinforced on a regular basis is what causes oh yeah cops are taught that like the second they walk out of the precinct everyone's out to get them it's amazing that mm -hmm. this is the training we have for what are supposed to be like our civil servants yeah, I, I interviewed that dang dad who's like an ex-cop leftist now. And he was like, you are, he's like, the, I was hyper vigilant all the time. And I, to this day, can't turn that off. He's like, every time I go into a parking lot, I have to make contact with everyone to make sure I saw them. When I go into a restaurant, I have to see where the exits are and make sure I have my back to them. And I always think every single person I encounter is a threat everywhere. I can't go to crowded areas. I can't go to concerts. This is my life my all God. the time. And I can't shut that off. And I was like, that sounds fucking horrible. Yeah. I think it's also worth just to bring this full circle that that the, that the New York City Police Department and the IDF share training and techniques, methods, and best practices. So also that's where they're mm -hmm. learning their trade. The reluctant Canadian. Thank there's you. a lot Says, of uh, gay, there's a lot of gay bars in Tel Aviv for the uh, IDF to practice crashing into. <laughs> <laughs> Can't get married though. Yeah, that. I learned that I didn't. I didn't know that was a, that you couldn't get married in Israel. Right. Yeah. Like you, you can come from outside the country and be married, but you can't get married there. That's I didn't know that until like a couple oh. weeks ago. You wouldn't know that. The reluctant, the reluctant Canadian. Thank you for your super chat. Says Lance and David. Thoughts on the dumb and depressing BS takes from Jesse Brown of Canadaland fame on the uh, regarding anti-Semitism and pro-Palestinian sentiments. Have you seen that stuff, Lance? I did a segment on it. It's uh, on the Surf Times, but basically the biggest podcast in Canada, and this is going to be great for all of you to laugh at Canada. It's called Canada Land. That's the. It's not the Joe Rogan podcast. It's called Canada Land. That's our. That's our biggest podcast. Um, but yeah, so the, I think the biggest part of the story is that a lot of the staff and the Canada Land Union have spoken out and have said that they do not agree with the way that uh, Jesse Brown has been acting. He's the guy who founded the podcast and the network. They're a massive empire. They've got a whole bunch of podcasts in the network and stuff like that. But they don't agree with what he's been doing. Uh, and it's been a lot of basically disingenuous reporting to try and falsely label people who are standing up for Palestine as being anti-Semitic. In one case, they were protesting outside of an MP's office, and he said they were protesting outside of like a Jewish institution, but there was like a bagel store like a block away, but they were clearly protesting outside the MP's office, stuff like that. And I just like, it makes me upset in the sense that like, there is real anti-Semitic attacks in Canada, and they're horrifying. There's been like Jewish uh, institutions been firebombed. There's been people bringing guns into schools. There's been people who are just straight up neo-Nazis who are going after jewish people but people with watermelon stickers and saying free palestine are not them right like stop trying to conflate the two essentially yeah i found him to be profoundly disappointing on this like mm -hmm. as a guy who has been a look i 
I listen to the Candyland not every episode, but I, I definitely listen to to a lot of it. And he and not just him, like the guests generally have good media criticism, um, have a handle on issues, and even if I don't agree with him, like I he he doesn't usually just offer his perspective. He has someone on who's like challenging him. So it can be it can be a good podcast. But the I feel like his framing, his focus on this is just so completely out of whack. Like it's it seems bizarre to the to the point where like i'm like is he okay because <laughs> like, he's it just doesn't seem like him like the, the stuff he's really focused on right now it hasn't talked at all about you know the how the media in canada has been um you know misreporting or misfocusing Sci- and uh, intentionally silencing journalists who try to talk about uh, yeah Palestine like that, or Palestinian cause like, that's, that's like been, up that's his alley on the ricochet and breach yeah absolutely yeah that's just up his alley and he's focused on the you know random attacks that aren't even actually attacked like it's it's very depressing or I don't want to say depressing but it's it's disappointing for sure Matt is gone <laughs> I he was back. Oh no, he's back. Yeah, he'll never miss a super chat. Doesn't want to have it. <laughs> to, oh my god. Yeah. To, uh, <laughs> I only got two more, so I may just I think the rest are yours, Matt. Oh, okay. There's like, I there's like ten more. Like, yeah, my 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 face. Uh <laughs> Logan <laughs> with his ten dollar oh, super god. check. Excuse me. Uh, uh Matt, I have a question, but go to bed. We need you next year. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. See, that's what I'm talking about. Everyone should be giving me money like that. Uh <laughs> This is this has to be yours. Oh, unless it's Mike. Matt? Oh, Matt froze again. Oh, he's gone. <laughs> Matt, you're yeah, frozen. Why, why it's all that night cool. Now you're back. Now you're uh, back. Hi, y'all. Hope no one took that free food tip seriously. Great year of the leftist mafia. Hope y'all have a happy holidays. And send my hello to my island neighbor, Rebecca. Thank you, Omega. Will do. Kowalski. Merry Christmas, you heathens. Thank you so much, Kowalski. Merry Christmas to you. Trent with uh, just the super chat. This is the perfect super chat. Thank you, Trent. <laughs> so, Ren with a super chat. Tim Pool's time with Vice was embarrassing and hilarious. Total worth a little remembrance for a chat. Yeah, he was, uh, he went, he was with Vice, and according to people who worked with him, he would, whenever they'd be sent somewhere, like on the ground to do reporting, like he would just stay in his hotel room. I remember there were reports about that. Yeah, that's that's let... that's the story. Yeah, that that comes from my story. Yeah, they they. Oh, it was your story. There you yeah. go. Yeah, yeah, that was my story. I spoke to a whole bunch of people who work with me advice. Like, the the best ones were that the best ones I was told by a number of people who worked with him there is that. Once they, for all the reporters who were being sent to various locations into hostile areas, um, that uh, they were given protective gear to, you know, everyone was like, okay, this is your protective gear packet when you go in this. And Tim would wear his flak jacket around the office. And, and you can see it. It was, in fact, like that was the Avi, like he's wearing it in like his old Twitter Avi from 2014 and 2015. They, that Tim would, would position himself as being this incredible, um, like this daring person who's, 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 you know, parachuting into conflict zones. And everyone who worked with there said that he was terrified to go out at night. It was their job to cobble together the footage he would shoot from his hotel room and make him look good because the bosses were paying him, I think, twice what most of the staff, other staffers were because he was such oh hot shit God. coming out of Occupy. And uh, same thing, like, the same thing happened when he went to Ferguson that, like, Tim kept. 
Tim kept war again. He was in full battle rattle when he when he went out to Ferguson with Vice, and none of the people, like none of the Fer the people in Ferguson, the people who live there, wanted to talk to him because he gave off this image of why are you coming to my hometown and treating it like it's a war zone? Mm -hmm. Let aside the fact that like Tim wasn't actually up on, on the any of the issues that were behind the Ferguson protests, and that he generally sort of made people feel like he didn't like them or wasn't interested in them. It's like you cannot go to an interview with someone wearing body armor and have that person not be put off by it. And Tim didn't seem to understand that because he liked the little costume that they gave him because it made him feel cool and tough. Like the Civil War soul, like gun that's on his wall and the katana and the compound and the vast storehold of weapons that he allegedly has. He's still well, you wearing the blade. He's like a he's like a man boy. Like <laughs> <laughs> he is. He is. He's that great man. clip of he... him talking about how he his uh, you know his dad had two kids by the time he was his age now. Oh god. And he's like yeah. and then he's paused for a minute and he's I... like but it's definitely not me. It's everybody else. Yeah. The women. Oh uh, yeah. Single yeah. Man, that's Oh yeah. He talks about like the importance <laughs> of family. Then his dad comes out and is like, "Tim hasn't talked to me in like years." <laughs> the importance Tim, of family, my ass. <laughs> for, for the for the real heads, I we Tim Pool's dad's YouTube channel, and I know Lance is a fan, but Tim Pool's dad's YouTube channel is entirely devoted to saying ways in which his son is wrong and saying things that are not true. You can eat. It's, I've seen it. He's great. People's dad comes across as a very nice guy. He's a sixty-year-old retired firefighter, and uh, apparently he's uh, he's a no-nonsense kind of kind of a dude. You know, this is just my opinion. Yeah. You know, take it mm -hmm. or leave it. Yeah, real, real Pepperidge Farm remembers kind of vibe. Yes. <laughs> uh, Kowalski with a super chat. Go eat the spiciest gumbo in NYC. It'll fix you. <laughs> That's true. Andrew S., thank you, says, I propose a leftist tradition on watching Sam Cedar's War on Christmas. Oh, uh, that, is that a that thing? Is a what great is that? clip. That's a classic CNN clip of Sam was on CNN with uh, like one of those focus on the family group guys, and they were discussing the war on Christmas, and Sam just like tears this guy a new one. And it's, a, it's from like, it must have been from like the mid 2000s. It's a, it's a classic. It's a classic clip. I'm gonna save this for later so I can check this out. Oh yeah, it's ten minutes long. Hey, we're not gonna watch it, but I will look. I will look. Uh, look into that. Charlie Dejinimer with a super chat. Also, the UK passed anti-trans rules for schools as Brianna's murders were announced as convicted. Oh man, Turf yeah, Island, the UK for you. Yeah, jeez. They're really like leading on that issue bizarrely. Yeah, the gender critical movements had way more success there than the variations of it in the U.S. Yeah. Uh, Toka Aoroku with a $10 super chat. Thank you so much. Warmest condolences and thoughts to majority port friend of the show, Jeff from Georgia's sister and family. Jeff is still with us in our hearts. Thank you for everything, Jeff. Rest in power. Happy holidays. Leftist Mafia. Thank you. Yes, and uh, yes, uh, condolences to... Uh, Jeff from George's family, right? Not for me. Not for me. So that means it's for Mike. Uh, so for Mike group for, from Miguel from uh, Miguel 
for groups to check out Equal Vote Coalition, <laughs> they preach star I'll approval and rank Robin. They explain why rank choice. They explain explain why rank choice failures. All right. I think they mean rank choice voting, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rick's Americana with a super chat. Congresswoman Cori Bush needs to speak out on the cop bar cash crasher. <coughs> Gee, excuse me. She's going to face too. an <laughs> APAC demo sellout. So I'm trying to find my place here. Here we go. Logan Hill. Thank you for the very generous 10 bucks. Says, hey, get some rest before the baby wakes up. Good night. Once the baby's asleep, and now he's a toddler, but when, once he's asleep, he's good. So uh, actually, not always, but he, he, if he wakes up, he'll wake up at like 3 in the morning. He won't, he won't wake up now. But Too early you. for the babies to wake up, usually. They would yes. like to wake up when mom and dad are nice in their bed and deep in their yes. sleep. Yes. Right in the middle of that sleep. Classic. Kowalski. Thank you, says uh, Tim Pool is an emo singer, I believe. Matt, agree. Yep, that's his... Uh, <laughs> no, he's not. He's a dad rock musician. Rage that's with the machine. That, that's what that stuff is. Hey, don't dad shit rock. on Nickelback. There's some good Nickelback out there. But there that's good not. dad rock. There is not. <laughs> Angela, thank you for the $13.99 Canadian. Dave and Lance completely agree regarding uh, JB. Tried listening today. He's still way off base. Nothing from him regarding the targeting of Palestinian journalists. Happy Canadian Xmas and Wrestling Day. Yeah, I I have not listened to uh, Canada Land since I've seen Jesse Brown's tweets. <laughs> so I don't even know what they're covering. I actually stopped supporting them. I'm not normally someone who would do something like that, but I just could not take it anymore. So, um, yeah. Last two here. Gotta be both for you because they're not for me. This one's for Mike, I think. No, this one's for Mike. Logan oh. Hill with a ten dollar dono. Gotta be here to get paid, Mike. Oh shit, I fucked up. Have a great vacation. <laughs> and uh yeah, Mike's uh surfing the seas over in the beaches of Oregon. Uh <laughs> and then uh Sir Lava with a super chat. Yellow cake shipments are going to the North Pole. What's what? Huh? Uranium, uh... maybe? I have not heard about this. Well, is, right. anyway. is the U.S. going to invade the North Pole? Is that it? Oh, sure. wait, wait, hold on. Got one more. Oh, got one, one more. more just came there. in. One more just came in. Kowalski with a super chat. There are some Nickelback bangers. We know it. What a wonderful way to end Leftist Mafia 2023. Uh, thanks, Kowalski. Uh, thank also, you. thank you to Robert for being a great guest. And, and Yes, this yes. was great having you on. You got to thank you for having me, guys. Anytime. Um, and I'd love to do it again. Awesome. awesome. You definitely will be invited back. Yes. <laughs> Happy holidays, everybody.